I think I'm good. <laughs> I was waiting for you to hit the button. I know. <laughs> Stop playing with your unit over there. My unit's all <laughs> twisted. Yeah, it'll happen when someone else fucks with it after a while. Mm. Twist up your unit. Fuck. Everything feels off. Off. It is off. The table's <laughs> off. Fucking tables. It's the, the feck. The fucking mm. table. I think you got more room over there than you normally do. Well, I got bigger. <laughs> no, you. Oh. <laughs> you did not get bigger. I got smaller. My space got smaller. Oh, here. It's just easy now. This is fucking quality audio. Yeah. If y'all want to watch us rearrange the studio, yeah, you can't, but you can listen to it. Yeah. If you guys want to listen to us, you're listening to us rearrange the studio, right? Oh, what did this break something? Oh my goodness! This is what happens when you let foreigners, foreigners to the studio in. Yeah. Not foreigners from like out of the country, foreigners. So here's the backstory. I produced a separate podcast. I know. Fucking, you're out there turning tricks on the weekends. It was well, awesome. It was actually really fun. It was a really cool to watch the process of others record their first couple podcasts because they did a little batch thing. And uh, but now my studio is all different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what it means? Never again. No, it means that we need to open up that podcast studio rental space downtown. That's mm-hmm. what it means. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think there's enough interest to have multiple studios. I feel like you just have to have one studio. I think you have to have two because we got to have our own. <laughs> oh, we get our own. <laughs> we get our own studio. I suppose if if it was like a legit studio, like uh, with all the shit that goes, you know, all around it and, and it, everything's kind of set up to be switched easily. Yeah. You know, we're not using this fucking sweet. This is a real sweet table. Parquet table. Is it? It's not parquet, is it? Kind of parquet. It's like a big parquet. It's weird. Either way. I don't know, but it was fun. Uh I didn't dislike the just sit back, listen, and control their audio. Mm-hmm. I did some editing for them as well. Nice. Well, you're fucking great at it, and your audio file, so it's kind of yeah. your 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 field. Um, but yeah. So, how much tweaking did you have to do? I mean, did you like? Did you give them a button on the board? I guess. No. Oh, okay. No. 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 They still uh, they didn't have that set up. If they if they did, I can um, you can go into the the board itself and like <clears throat> like you know on your phone you can switch screens like little dots yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. I can switch screens and this will be a whole new panel. Oh no, of shit. sounds. So our sounds don't have to change, even though we only use two of them. One of which I can never remember which one it is. It's a blue one. Is it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Nope. It's the red. No, it's not the red. It is. Maybe it is the red one. Where the fuck is Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the red one. Yeah. See how much we use that one? I know. I know. We need Well, we need to fix it. Yeah, I know. It's fix bad. It. So anyways, but yeah, I got to produce someone else's podcast. Uh, shout out to Shelly Mordini. What up, Shelly? And uh, was Shelly sitting? My, she was sitting in my spot, huh? She was. Yeah. Yeah. I could tell. There's like some some ghost auras and stuff over here. I saw it, I saw an orb when I walked in the room. If y'all don't know Shelly, Shelly runs the one, the only Baraboo ghost tours downtown through, well, more than just downtown Baraboo. She kind of goes all over Baraboo. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a greater downtown area. She does get down across yeah. from the river sometimes over to the OBI. 
but uh, it's a fun tour. Yeah, it's a fun tour. Yeah. They she wrote she co-authored a book um, with her co-host Gwen Harwig. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, they're starting a podcast. So they asked if they could use the studio, and if I'd produce it, we did it. What's the book called? Haunted something. You got haunted, it over there. Haunted Baraboo. No, I took it home. Oh, I'd leave it in my office. Haunted Baraboo. Yeah. Well, you had it over there just the other day. It was like a week ago, I suppose. It wasn't the other day. Because it wasn't long after the podcast. Oh, maybe I forgot to bring it home that first time. You said you were going to take it home. I did. Yeah. Give it to Sam. She wanted yeah. to read it. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. That stuff, you know, I'm not like a super believer in that kind of stuff. In ghosts? Yeah, but it still freaks me out to the point where I know I believe it because I don't want to see it. <laughs> you don't want to see What do you mean you don't want to see it? I don't want any encounters or anything. Oh, well, because then it would verify your 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 false beliefs. Or, Dude, or, I don't know. Or it just whatever. freaked me out. It's fucking scary, man. Ghosts, yeah, it is. Ghosts are. Le- I think they're legit. I don't know what they are. I, you know, they say they're like other people trapped between realms and shit, um, which it makes sense. Like the encounters that people talk about, mm-hmm. and like how how like specific places stay fucking haunted. You know, but it's like. Uh, I've, I've felt like, you felt that, right? You walk into a room and all of a sudden it's just like, you get like a tingle. You ever do, you ever feel that? Mm. Mm? Yeah, I suppose. But I don't know if it's a tingle like, mm, there's something here or like, this place is just fucking creepy. It's that for me. So like, uh, um, I call it the heebie-jeebie factor. Yeah. And uh, um, when... Uh, Whenever I, like, I've bought a lot of different houses, but every time I'd ever go buy a house, the first place I want to go is a basement. Yep. It's like, I want to walk in the basement, and if I feel the heebie-jeebies, I'm fucking out. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, there there was, when Sam and I were house hunting here in Baraboo, there was at least two houses that I'm like, no. Sam's like, why? I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. Bad some, vibes. Something some happened here. If I'm afraid to go into my own basement, <laughs> how do you expect me to... F- do stuff right right it's like i don't want to ever feel like i can't just go down to the basement if the lights don't fuck if the light bulb goes out in the basement it's like i'm just gonna walk down there and i'm gonna change the light bulb yeah you know it's like but if i if a light bulb goes out and i'm like ah, wait till tomorrow yeah <laughs> wait till like, daylight oh, yeah yeah there's one there 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 were older houses i mean we didn't have a huge budget and uh the one is just the basement i was like mm-mm, mm-mm, nope <laughs> and then the other it was an older it was like a Victorian style, but it was kind of, you know, I can't remember if it was run down or if it was like mid reno and someone for like lost the money and was trying to dump the house oh, mid reno. Okay. But you were going up the stairs and just going up the stairs, you're like peeking around corners, like mm, what the fuck's upstairs? <laughs> and then there's this little like door in the stair, like the flat part of a stairs that kind of curve, you know. Uh huh. There's like a little door that leads to like this little secret room thing. Oh. And it was like a cupboard door kind of thing. I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, nope, fuck that. There's some weird <laughs> so, shit in there. Somebody's fucking living in there. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Well, a lot of those old houses, it, like they'll they'll take that the top of the peak, the room up there, and then they'll make the wall on the edge, and so there'll be like a four foot pocket. Yeah. In, inside the wall, you know, and it's like people use it for storage and shit. And it's like, but that's always like you don't, I you fucking never know. With shit like that because it's like it's like what the fuck is in there and it's super dark back in there and then it's just like see i think yeah i, I see some it, like fucking doll it depends on how it's done like even modern houses so my parents they built a room above their garage but the way the roof trusses go there's obviously you know 
There's a gap. There's a huge gap, but they built in those little closets, but they're all completely drywalled, finished, and have like a light in the actual oh, right. closet. Mm-hmm. And so just the fact that it's finished and drywall just gives it such a less heebie-jeebie feel. Yeah, because it's new. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have that old cobwebby, yeah. you know, you can see the... the you got some creepy spaces up in your place, too. Yeah, I mean, it's... I think I went up... Didn't I go to your top level once and there's, like, some paintings and shit? Oh, there used to be. Yeah. The paintings are gone. Yeah, there was some fucking Thank creepy... Thank God. Yeah, because you're going to remodel up there at one time. Yeah, I had big plans. It's like, it's, whenever you move into a house, whenever I move into a house, it's like, oh, fuck, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and the house I'm in right now, it's got this massive third floor, huge. It's like, a, it's like you, it could be a fucking master suite plus, it'd be fucking amazing. There would be room for, like, a huge master bedroom, a master bathroom, a walk-in closet, mm-hmm. everything out there. You could have it. Um and uh, it's uh, and the people that were there before us, I think not. Well, the people that were there two before us, two people before us, I think they had the same idea because they've started framing in some of the spots where oh, okay. how you would make those little closets, you know, or the little pockets and everything. And uh, um, and so it's like, yeah, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in a ceiling up here, and there's gonna be some skylights. Da 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 da. It's gonna be fucking awesome. And then and you know, reality sets in, and you can start working and living your life and the next thing you know you just start shoving shit up there yeah it's your storage <laughs> you know it is it's like i mean i've been pretty good about it just mostly christmas shit and stuff you know but it's still it's just one of those things it's just so many projects an old house like that yeah you know it's like always like we have to repaint the fucking porches every year and we got to fix this and fix that and put new windows in and it's always something with yeah. an old house especially i think new houses it's easier to get away with remodeling because there's not much else to do with yeah it. it's like once it's done you're probably set for a while right right and then if you want to like fuck around with what you got it's a lot easier to step into a project when you know that's like you're not giving up on doing 20 other things that could be done yeah. you know yeah. so i don't know huh. one of these days huh. eh. you know um i've started i've gotten to the point where i'm okay with like hiring somebody else to do oh, some work really? yeah yeah it's like I hired a guy last week. He's going to come and do some some brickwork and some stonework on my house or some tuck pointing. And it's like, I know I could do it, but it's like, I don't fucking want to. I got enough shit to do. You know, it's like it's like one of those things that's like I've, it's been needing to be done for since I moved in, and it's just going to get worse. And just, I got to get it done. You know, it's like I don't mm-hmm. want to go a whole nother year where the tuck pointing starting to crumble. So... So it's like I just call this guy and he comes over. He's like, oh, I could do that. I'm like, fucking awesome. Great. Just do fucking it. do it, man. And just like show up, tell me when you're coming, and just get it done. You know, and it's like, I'll pay you. Because I don't know, people pay me to do shit they don't want to do. So, yeah. you know, it's I like. feel you. Yeah. I've been, I would. Yeah. There's like a certain level that I would do that. Then there's a certain level where I'm like, nah, I'm going to sit and try and do it myself. So what's your level? Well, like, so we had to replace, like, all of our plumbing shit, right? Yeah. And after watching the guy do it, like, if he had one specialized tool, I could have done it. Yeah. You know, not a problem. Pex tool? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't have one, and there's still, like, a level of, like, okay, I don't want this shit to leak, and I just want to make sure it's done right. Yeah. So, yeah, plumbing done. Well, and there's code, you know, but it's yeah. like, but you can read up on what the code is. I know, I'm the same way. Like, but I then, like, lights, like, oh, yeah, I'll drill some fucking holes in my ceiling, dump mm-hmm. some can lights, and 
run some wires. Yeah. Well, and I used to do that shit all the time. I did plumbing and electrical and, and all of that. You know, I put in new outlets. I fucking put in new breakers, ran new lines for this or that. I used to fucking run 220 for my dryer, my mm. range and gas lines and shit. I did all that. And it's just like, I've been doing it for a while. And, and it's like, no, it's like, I guess maybe just because with my job, it's demanding enough. And it's like, and I've gotten to a point where I've, I've made enough money where I can say, it's okay for me to fucking hire somebody, sure. you know? I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever be that guy though. That like if someone's working on my house, I'll just be like on the back porch drinking a beer. Oh, <laughs> I, I can't do that. I either gotta leave, or or most likely I'm just gonna be standing there like trying to learn what they're doing. See, that's you know? the thing too. Like when when they were when we were having all the plumbing stuff done, like a I knew the guy, so it was fine. But like mm-hmm. we, just, I was down there the whole time. Like I was essentially his assistant. I'm like yeah, yeah. What do you want me to do? I'll help you. Yeah. Like, I know I'm paying you to do this, but I will literally help you. Yeah. And uh, I wonder how much that is, like, stop watching me over my shoulder and... From from a, from a contractor's yeah, perspective? Yeah, from the contractor's perspective, like... Like, uh, if someone's outside watching me do their landscaping, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a little annoying. And only because it's, like, like um, you know you're being watched, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, I... Uh, I I know it on both ends because from a homeowner's perspective, like I had some guys putting in a um a water heater for me, and it was a, it's a tankless hot water heater, so I was just really curious, mm-hmm. you know. And I just told him, I said, if I'm in your way, just let me know. He's like, no man, you're cool, whatever, you know. And it's just like, and I try not to ask too many questions or whatever, but like when I got a a client, like the other day I was working on a place, and uh, my client was just kind of like following me around the yard. And I'm like blowing with the backpack mm-hmm. blower and we're doing a little bit of pruning and I'm and I'm like, hmm, is everything all right? He's like, Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, okay. You know, and he just kept following me. And and it was just like I just kept on feeling like that that he had a question for me or something. Like that that's why he was standing there, because oh, sure. he wanted to talk to me. And uh, but that wasn't the case at all. He was just watching what I was doing. And so yeah, there's a there's a level of it where it's like and then when you get the person who wants to help, it's like if you've got a system and, you've, and your crew's got a rhythm and then you got somebody that doesn't know the system or doesn't know the rhythm that wants to help, it's like it it's, can be more disrupting than helpful, yeah. you know. So it really just depends on, like, what you're doing. Yeah. And the only reason I offered to help this guy was because I knew him. Mm-hmm. The company we went through is a family friend of ours. It's a Sam's aunt and then a family friend. And then, uh, like, to get him in there, I knew we knew because of the relationship that he wasn't going to have his assistant there. Mm. Like, oh, I'll be home all day. If he needs something, I can help him. Sure. So No, and I think I, I totally. Like, <clears throat> Otherwise, I would just to be clear, I wouldn't step in. Like, hey, you need some help with that? I know I'm paying you to do it. Let me, let me tell you how to do this. I did have one time, though, these guys came in to work on my furnace. And, uh. It was like the fucking middle of winter, and the furnace kept shutting off. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I knew it had something to do with the uh, the condensation pump, and it like overflowing because I was getting water all over the floor, and it was hitting some kind of switch. And so, I, like, I'll always do my research, like with any kind of appliance, like what the fuck's going on? I want to understand it. But these guys, 
fucking, they came back to my house like four times. Really? Yeah. Until finally they had like the boss. He showed up and, and it was just like, and by then of how many times I'm like, it's the middle of winter and my furnace shuts off. It's like, I'm fucking down there. Cause like, I'm cause I'm going to be like, the guy was like, well, what did you, what did they do last time? I'm like, well, you should fucking know what they did last time because the guy who did it should be here mm-hmm. explaining to you what he did last time. Oh, well, he's on vacation right now. And it's like, okay, fine. He's on vacation. So they they went and ran new lines for the pump, which they did the last time. And they uh, they kept, like, fidgeting with the pump and making sure it was level, which they did last time. And it was ended up being some pressure switch, but it took them, like, like I said, four mm. times to figure it out. And so it was like... You know, and I didn't know it was a pressure switch. I'm not going to say that, oh, I had it figured out, you know. Right. But it was one of those things where, like, I wanted to be down there. Because when they did figure that fucker out, I was like, this is the last time you guys are coming. You know, I don't want you here anymore because of, yeah, should have been not an issue. <laughs> you know. You know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's a time, I think, when when uh, a person gets a little bit bored, or not bored, maybe just, just tired of, like, fixing everything all the time. Yeah. That's kind of where I am. You know, I appreciate like, that. Yeah, I've been fixing shit for a long time. So, but I'm not bored though either. Like, I'm not, not not that I'm bored, but I don't feel like I have a lot of free time. Yeah. So maybe if I felt like I had more free time, then it would be I would be more willing to dive into projects because I bought all the fucking tools. Yeah. You know, I've got. I don't. I don't have that PEX tool though. I do want that. I don't do enough of it. Right. You know, but at the same time, it's like if I had it, it would just be fucking awesome because it's just a crimp. Just bam. Yeah. No, so. his his wasn't even. <clears throat> we were doing big thick pecs, and he, so his was an expander. It's like on this giant Milwaukee thing that you'd think it looks like a a uh, grinder. Yeah, but the front like had these jaws, and they open, and it opens the pecs, and then the pecs shrinks back down, so it seals. Does it heat it and open it, and <clears throat> then and then it shrinks back yeah. down? Yeah, yeah. But is there is there a crimp on it still? N- no. Really. He puts it's it's two tubes. It's a sleeve and the there's like a I guess what you'd call a crimp ring, but that's pecs as well, and so it's both. Okay, but so yeah. the, there's a ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. It's awesome. It but then there was also some like some stuff that had to be done in copper. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, man, I don't know how to fucking sweat pipes. That's hard. Sweating pipes is so hard, but they make it look so easy. They make it look easy. I'm like this is stuff like I can't fuck up. Yeah. Putting no. in a, a reverse osmosis system, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, you know, putting in a fucking pressure tank. Mm. Yeah, new hot water heater, sweating pipes. So I I, I made this uh, um this rack for LPs out of copper um to hang off the side of my uh my end table. I made it for Stephanie. She got a bunch of LPs and stuff. I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. Make a cool little you know half inch copper pipe rack with the fittings and everything. So I. Cut all the peas. Maybe I'm not following. Yeah, LP, vinyl records. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I don't know why they. What's the LP stand for? I don't know. I was th- I was thinking <clears throat> an LP tank. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you no copper and LP. It's tank? an LP though. I'm pretty oh, sure they okay. call it an LP. The- I've never been a vinyl guy. So yeah, well it I it's fun. It's nostalgic. You you know sure. you know it's it's nostalgic ish like. I never played records when I was a kid. Yeah. I did like I had a tape player and, and a radio when I was a kid, so it's like I really didn't have that. My dad did, but we didn't really listen to too many records, except for the um, 
this fucking one that cussed all the time. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> there was this one that he, we'd always put on when he would go to work. On the weekends, he'd go to work, and there was this one. It was like a, um, oh, it's called the Rodeo Song. You ever heard the Rodeo Song? No. Oh, my God. It's a, uh, uh, it's a, it's like, they they sped it up to make it sound like it's a chipmunks almost. But okay. It's these redneck guys, and it's just nothing but cussing. It's and, and it's like if you've heard it, it's it's like gold. It's a uh, um I don't even want to sing it, because but it's a uh, uh, I could still I I think I could probably still sing this song. But <laughs> it was like it was just like said fuck a lot and yeah. and bitch and shit and um and uh, motherfucker and stuff. And it was oh, just, I think I know this song. Yeah. Is it just swear words over and over and over? No, it's okay. Okay, bear with me here. Yeah, no, I'm gonna do it. It's like this is the part I remember. It's like elemental left, elemental right. Come on, you motherfucker, get your right step right. Get off stage, goddamn jerk. Piss me off. Okay, fucking jerk. Get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like here comes Johnny with his pecker in his hand. He's a one ball man, and he's off to the rodeo. You ever heard that song? No. Yeah, that was called the rodeo song, and so like. When I was a little kid, I was like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing fucking thing in the world. Did you hear that? He's got his pecker in his hand. Who talks about that? And it was just like, so whenever my dad would leave the house, he's like, put on the rodeo song. <laughs> so we put it on. That was about the only album that we, okay. we played. But yeah. Now, there's a song that I'm thinking of. It's not even a song. It's just they took every, like, swear word they could think of, and they put it to a melody, and they just sing it over and over. Oh. So it's just constant. It's just. It's I don't know if I know that one. Comical. All right, what you got? Let's hear it. It's just like, shit, bitch, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, tits, fart, turd, and twat. (laughs) (laughs) I just sing that over and over and over. (laughs) I have not heard that one. So, Anyway, so you're making a copper. I'm making this copper LP thing, right? Which is valuable right now. Copper's pricey. (sighs) Fucking everything's pricey, bro. Um, So anyway, I'm like, oh, yeah, it'll be super cool. So it's like, it's like... I've, I've never been good at sweating pipes. So I'm watching some fucking YouTube videos, right? And they're like, okay, get your pipe, clean it out, brush it out, you know, get it all the burrs done everything. Make sure you got a good fit. Okay, great. It's like hit it with your flux, get your flux in there, get it all ready to go, heat it up, bam, hit that solder, bitch, you're done. Sucks it in there, hit it with a little flux when you're after the solder and solid. So it's like, ah, oh, sweet. Fucking should be easy. Yeah. So I like the first joint, I'm like, bam, hit it, hit it, good to go. Get the second joint, bam, start working on the fucking first joint falls off onto oh, the floor. Yeah. Like it just, it just like fell off the pipe. It did, it wasn't even like remotely attached. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? One of the things I realized is that it's like, it's not a very big unit, the, the rack I built. It's kind of like a big U shape. Um, um, like you know the the hooks that you make for um, uh, yeah, kayak exactly racks, yeah. but it's connected yep. on all sides. So every time I heated up one joint, you're melting I'm the melting other, yeah. the other joints. And so it was just like the first time I thought I had it, I, I, I was like, I was like, all right, you know, and it's all together. And I'm walking up the stairs, and it's like ting, 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 and fucking shit's falling. I'm like, oh my god, I finally got it. Like it's, it, it holds, it doesn't come apart. That's like, it's got like 20 albums in it. So I know it's legit. It's solid, but God dang, man, it was hard. Yeah. It took, it took me like three hours and it's like a plumber would have done it in five minutes, right? you know? And it's just like, they just take that solder and they just like touch it done. Just like, yeah, they get the touch. 
Yeah. Practice makes perfect. It does. But there's got to be some some level of like, okay, yeah, this joint is so close to this one, order of things. or Yeah. Like I've seen them take like a rag and dip it in water and hold the one joint with the wet mm-hmm. rag so that it doesn't heat up as bad. And yeah, there's there's definitely, there's a, there's a skill to it, an art to it, and there's like little tricks of the yeah. trade for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, I was reading about uh, uh, the CEO of Rivian. The, okay. He, they were asking him about, like, uh, you know, all of our lofty goals for, you know, all electric vehicles by, like, was it 2030 or something? Uh, yeah. Who knows what the new one is, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like, we don't have enough raw materials to make the batteries for 95% of the electric vehicles that we want to have on the road by the time we hit this date. 95%. Wow. It's like. And I don't know if he's saying that just to be controversial, you know, to like push people's buttons a little bit. Cause 95% is like, that's, that's, that's a, almost everything, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and people are like, there's new electric car companies coming out. People are pushing electric motors for fucking everything, you know? And so it's like, but apparently like the largest lithium deposits in the world are in China. Okay. And so they kind of control Have that shit. You know, and then so they control the lithium, they control the chips, they control all mm. that shit. So, so just wait for the next. Uh, I won't say that. What? What are you gonna say? It's gonna say wait for the next excuse to invade mm. China. I think that would be a bad idea. Well, for sure, I I think everyone recognizes that would be a bad idea. <laughs> I don't think that would go very well. Is uh, huh. is Rivian doing okay? I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard anything about them in so long. Well, the, so they had the big release of their truck, which is a fucking cool looking truck. And then with all the stuff happening right now with Musk, um, I mean his Twitter shit, the Twitter shit. But so, peop, so Tesla stock has gone way up. Yep. But there's one meme, and I was like, wait, what? Saying like, it was a Grim Reaper, and it had like Rivian, you know destroyed netflix destroyed all these like things that were supposed to be like the future oh stocks well netflix is tanking well i know netflix is tanking yeah netflix is tanking like their fucking subscribership is down a lot like 20 percent, 30 percent since the pandemic's been over you know it's interesting right like when we went into the pandemic there were all these fucking things everybody's like oh this is the future zoom and netflix and like all these fucking things that are like this is what it's gonna be like Mm and and uh but, but like, are we so short-sighted that we couldn't see on the other side of this? Or it's like, maybe we didn't know where the other side was going to be. But it's like, uh, uh, you got to know that, like, yeah, people are locked up in their houses for a period of time. Like, all that shit's going to get more expensive and, and mm-hmm. more popular. But these companies went fucking whole hog. Like, Peloton. Jesus Christ. Like, they fucked up. Big time. I don't. Well, I don't know what's going on with Peloton. So Peloton, when the pandemic hit, everybody's like, oh, "I got to go to the gym," but I don't. Can't I can't. So I'm gonna yeah. work out at home. So their fucking orders went through the roof. Right? They they could not keep up with all the orders. People wanted Peloton bikes, a Peloton fucking wall gym system, yeah. all the shit. And so they like opened up new factories and mm. like all the shit. Right? And it's like, weren't they thinking like, man, when this is over, people mm-hmm. are gonna go back to the gym. Like, like people don't just want to stay in their house all the time and work out. They're only doing this because they have to right now, 
You know, and yes, they're going a little hog wild because everybody was getting millions of dollars from the government. But still, there had to have been at some point where it's like someone someone had to say, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Here. Maybe let's not open a brand new factory and hire 3,000 people to build new Pelotons. Because now they got fucking warehouses of Pelotons yep. and, a, and an empty factory. You know, I'm, it's like, I'm just going to say, I remember vaguely, and I'm not going to go find the episode. There's an episode where we were talking about something manufacturer-wise. I was like, okay, but a business can't just open up a plant and have it have an immediate effect. It takes a while, and by the time it does open, do they still need it? Right. And I don't remember what the conversation was. Yeah. But I remember yeah. I had that conversation with you on the well, podcast. Okay, well, as long as it was with me, that's all that fucking matters, man. Wow, yeah, so they just got a bunch of fucking shit sitting around. Yeah, so, like, and their stock was, like, really fucking high. Like, everybody's flying high, you know, fucking sitting on, riding on jets and shit. And everybody's getting bonuses and everything. And all of a sudden, it's just like, oh, fuck. Sorry, we got to let all you people go that we just Mm -hmm. hired. And uh, I don't know. It's it's like. Well, like, like, okay, a Peloton is never going to go away. There's still always going to be a subset of people. Well, maybe Peloton, the brand will. You know, maybe they'll go bankrupt. I don't know. But home gym is never going to go away. Something like Netflix, home watching yeah. stuff is never going to go away. But, yeah, there had to be a – if everyone was so short-sighted to say this is always going to be this great, right? then, yeah, that was a short-sighted mindset. Well, see, so, like, I think that's part of our, our like, our, our growth mindset in society. It's like we're always got to be growing no matter what. It's like you look at stocks. It's like, well, it's got to grow. Mm-hmm. You have to get your return on it. You know, stockholders or shareholders want they want to get their six percent every fucking year, whatever percentage is that they're promised. But it's like, okay, so there's a critical mass point. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a point where it's like you got too fucking much, and then all of a sudden you have so much it devalues what you have, and so like history has shown, like uh, scarcity creates value. So keep it at a relatively manageable level, and you've got value while you still got a good quality product. Right. You know, but it's like if you fucking start like, you know, I don't know. It's like uh, I just read or didn't read. I was at the gym yesterday, and uh, um, on the television there was a thing that's like these talking heads were talking about Lululemon. I think it's Lululemon. What's the fucking one? The ladies, maybe it's Lululemon. Super fucking expensive, like yoga pants and shit. I think it's Lululemon. Um, and they're like, they're, they make boatloads of money. They're like, Lululemon is expected to grow by 29% next year because you know why? They're opening up a men's line. And it's just like, oh, because they can't not just fucking right. be great at what they do. Yeah. You know, just fucking be good. Come out with some new products yeah, that's and just even, be fucking good. So, so much. Like Men don't need... I, I, I can say that I don't need... Any new yoga pants? <laughs> I will. I will go on the record. I will not be buying your Lululemon pants, and they're fucking expensive too. Even if they're cheap, I wouldn't yeah. be buying them. Connor's got a friend of his, and he's like, I guess he owns a pair or two, and he's like, they're f- the most comfortable pants he's ever had in his life. Hmm. It's like that's great, you know. I like. It's like, but it's, there's so many pants to choose yeah. from. But even in like the service industry, like what I do, what we do at the club. It's that same growth thing. What's next? What's next? What's next? Yeah. They have this great thing here. What are we going to do to to continue to be great? And like, we are fucking great. Can't we yeah. just be, like, great for a minute? Yeah. Without trying to be bigger and better? Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying, bro. It's like, 
can we just like be really good at what we do? Yeah. Let's just be fucking good at it. You know, it's like take 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 gun manufacturers for example. Like they don't just go making new fucking guns all the time. It's like they've got really great guns that they've been selling for fucking years. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like every once in a great while they'll come out with a new model, but it's not like you know, it's like accessories is where it changes a lot, but it's like take a Colt nineteen eleven. Yeah, it's you a know? classic, and it's it's fucking great. Yeah, it's just it's just great, just the way it is, and it, they sell the shit out of it. Maybe you that's know? what. Maybe when I was thinking about that plant thing, maybe that was the conversation we were talking about ammo. Maybe oh, it could have been ammo. And how yeah. short it was. It might have been around deer season. Yeah, probably. Oh fuck. Yeah, my my Christmas present from Stephanie's dad. And mom last year was a box of ammo. Nice. It was like he knew how hard it'd been for me to, to me for me to try to find a box of thirty out six shells. Yeah. And it was just like and 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 he he handed me the box and he just got this smile on his face. And it was just like it was like, Oh, you didn't. Oh, you're the <laughs> best. I didn't even have to open it. I knew what it was. And it's nice ammo too. Yeah, yeah but it's like it's there's like a level of ammo where you kind of don't even want to shoot it. Yeah, I it's know. So, it's so fucking expensive. It's just like, oh, you got the really good shit. Oh, it's going to cost me $2 oh, per yeah. movement well, not, of my finger. It's not costing me, but I don't know. Like like every yeah, every time like it's like, hey, you want to go sight in the guns? I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure it's kind of close from last year. I shot two bullets. That's like, that's like your bottle of whiskey that you don't want to drink because it's the nice whiskey. No, I think it's a little different because it it's, it's like if I wanted to buy another bottle, if I had the money, I could. Yeah. You know, with the bullets, it's more of a scarcity kind of thing for me than it is like the price of it. It's like, yeah, the price of it, they're expensive bullets. It's like, um, but it's more like you just can't fucking get them. Has that, has that, has that slowed down the scarcity stuff? Like, is it, are, are things back on shelves? I haven't seen. I that. haven't shopped for ammo and. Five months, six months. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen. I've, I'd say probably in the last couple of months, I've gone through the farm and fleet area. Yeah, it's not any better there. In the Walmart area, is same. I've never bought stuff at Walmart. I did. I never did either until I was a farm and fleet, and I was talking to students like, "Dude, you should check Walmart." I'm like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Sometimes they got shit there. But you'd be surprised." He's like, "I've been in there. I bought three hundred Win Mag there," and I'm like, hmm. "Okay." So I went to Walmart and there's like, hey, there's nobody back there yeah. by the by the ammo desk. But then I looked in the fucking glass case and it's just like, mm, no, it's it's weird. Like when you're in a gun store and you're looking at guns and shit, it's like, yeah, I'm here looking at guns. Yeah. When you're at Walmart and you're like trying to look in the ammo case. And you're like about like the fucking kids' toy aisle is like yeah, it's literally next door. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like. I don't know. It's kind of it's a it's a weird feeling. No, it's there's like, bikes that separate you. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> guns, some, bikes, <laughs> Legos. Yeah, exactly. It's like some little some little kids over there like riding around with his bike and his little helmet with the plastic mohawk on it, you know. And and, and it's like, hey, can I <laughs> look at some fucking some death machine stuff? <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's just it's just an interesting little situation. It was a while though. When was that? The Walmart stopped selling, didn't they? Like stop selling guns and ammo. Well, that, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, they got ammo though, but I because some this, some of them stop some of them st- guns or, or some of them stop certain kinds of guns. Maybe you can only get like uh, long guns, like rifles. 
Yeah, but definitely not uh, AR-15 style guns. Right. No pistols. No pistols. Yeah. Which I is s- fine. You know, honestly, it's not like... Walmart doesn't need to sell guns. No. That's not no. That's not your niche. Yeah, leave it, leave it up to people who are in gun shops selling And it's guns. not like the... No offense to the Walmart employee, but it's not like they're educated on the matter either. It's not like you can hold up some shotgun and they can tell you shit about it. It's like, hey. that's a shotgun. Yeah. I got it. The box for it right there. Here's the price. Exactly. Yeah. Frank that works. Also at the tire desk. Job. Yeah. He's working tire desk, <laughs> garden center, and shotgun sales. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the guy you want. No, it's definitely when I go in to look for things like that, I want to go and I want to go to a gun shop. I want to talk to people that know yeah. what they're talking about that can tell me everything about it inside and out or close to it, you know. And then, and, and the other thing is, it's like, when you're at a gun shop, you can hold the gun, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you want to hold it. You want to pick it up and put it in your shoulder. You want to see what it feels like. That's hard to do when there's, like, old ladies and little kids and yeah. people, moms running around, like, with diapers in their cart and shit. And it's just like you're holding the gun. It's like, people are oh, what the fuck? It's just, it's a whole different environment. Yeah, it's it's like they feel an obligation to have some level level of representation, but it's like... When I think back, when I think about Walmart and certain, like, sporting goods, like, mm, I don't think I've ever bought anything firearm or shooting related at Walmart. I don't think I've ever bought anything fishing related at Walmart. And they got a little fishing section. Oh, yeah. I bought I bought fishing poles for my kids at Walmart, like Snoopy poles. I guess poles, that would make sense. You know? And uh, I think I bought ammo from Walmart before. Okay. You know, I, a long time ago. Yeah. This is, like, way back. But I've definitely bought, like, Snoopy poles and stuff like that from Walmart because I don't know why. Just did. I guess it's the only place. It's like there. Maybe I was in a town where I didn't know where to go, and there yeah. was the, I knew there was a Walmart. So it's like they're going to have something. Like camping gear and stuff. You know, they've got they've got, they a, got a selection, but it's like stuff, yeah. it's not like I never find what I'm looking for. You know, if, like, right. if I'm looking for something specific, I never find that shit there. So No, I think. When I wanted to find a hammock, like, oh, Walmart, I'll have a hammock. That's a pretty popular thing. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding, they didn't have one. Farm and Fleet didn't have one. I'm like, where the fuck am I getting a hammock? And I found one at Menards. Oh, sure. Yeah. I'm like, why the hell does Menards have a fucking camping hammock? They have a little camping section. That's but where. Menards, for what it's worth, like, if they're going to get into something, they tend to do a pretty decent job of it. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, it's like if they're going to have a selection of something, they're going to have, like, the essentials. And it's going to be pretty clean and simple, but it's going to be there. Yeah. You know, like, even, like, when they opened up their grocery section, they got a pretty good selection of shit in their groceries. Mm -hmm. You know, they even got, like, a freezer section. And so it's like, yeah, they don't do too bad. And I guess, I mean, I spend a lot of money at Menards. I don't buy buy their grocery stuff. Every once in a while, I'll buy, like, jerky or something from them. But, uh that's about it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever bought in groceries from Menards. Like at any level or capacity, even like walking through. I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. Bought dog stuff there. Oh, yeah. They got great dog section. Yeah. They got the dog food I like, that blue buffalo stuff. <laughs> buy that. Stoned wiener. Stoned wiener. Yeah. They got stoned wiener dog food. Yeah. So before we started, you were talking about going on a hike with your buddy, Jim. Yep. You want to fit it? I don't know what the fuck you... Is this a bad segue? 
Oh. This is a good hike. <laughs> okay, good story, man. That's fun. I, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, we can talk about that. So, uh, my buddy Jim and I have been, we've been buds for fucking, I don't know, ever since, almost ever since I moved here to, and started working at Donnelly. And, uh, um, so he's like kind of seen me through all my ups and downs and shit. And, and so like, we always had that conversation. It's like, dude, miss you. What's up? We need to hang out. It's like, oh, we so need to hang out. It's like, we should hang out. Yeah. Should definitely hang out. And then like three months later, it's like, Hey man, we should hang out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it, it's like a cycle. And I think it happens to a lot of dudes when you like, if you know, if you're not around them much and it's like, are you busy and you got kids and all this stuff? It's like, it's like a conversation that I think happens a lot. And, uh, the, the last time I said we should hang out and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, right now, let's put a date on the calendar. I'm like, that way it's, even if it's three months out, I don't fucking care. Let's put it on the calendar. So it's like, we put it on the calendar and then like, uh, the day of or something is like, Hey brother, what's up? You know? And he's just like, uh, he's like, Hey, so kind of got a thing I'm doing tonight. And it's just like, bro, it was on the calendar. It was on the fucking calendar, man. And he's just like, I know, sorry, this thing came up. It's like, all right, fine. So then I'm like, all right, then we, then we didn't talk for a, mm-hmm. like a couple months. And then he, he sent me a stupid GIF or a meme or something. And it's like, oh yeah. Hey man, what's up? We should hang out. <laughs> And we should get a beer sometime. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. So then we were supposed to meet Saturday night. Um, and uh, <laughs> like Thursday, hey, brother, my, my kids got a lacrosse tournament in the Dallas that, that day. And so, like, we're going to be up there. It's like, want to just meet me over there? We can hang out after the lacrosse tournament. I'm like, wow, like, I had you on the calendar at 6. I'm like, that's at, like, noon. I'm, like, kind of hoping you and I could just hang it's like, yeah, I know, it's cool, though, you know, I'm like, it's fine. Let's just go for a hike. It's like, okay, cool. So the lacrosse tournament got canceled, and he's like, hey, brother. <laughs> he's like, we're headed to Devil's Lake. It's like, we're going to be up there, like, at 1 o'clock. I'm like, cool, I'll meet you at Devil's Lake. So they're on the way. I got to thinking about it, and it's like, man, it's the first fucking nice day of the year. Mm-hmm. Bet you Devil's Lake's going to be busy. Mm-hmm. So... I'm, I, I took off like I, 15 minutes before I knew they were going to get here. So I pull up to the lake and there's like, there, there's the auxiliary parking lots outside and there's already a couple cars in there. And it's like, ah, uh, I'll probably still find something. So as I'm pulling in, there's a bus parked right at the entrance on the side of the road. Um, and then a car was coming at me, coming out the entrance and it's like oh, that's never a good sign you're in the north or south shore? north okay north yeah. shore never a fucking good sign no so as soon as i get around the corner i hit a car and it's like it's like oh maybe there's like some touristy people like looking around it's like no it's a fucking line of mm. cars all the way out almost to the entrance just around that first corner and it's like fuck there's no way my car and his car are going to be able to get a spot where we can fucking mm-hmm. be anywhere near each other. And I was just like, I did the same thing the other guy did. I turned around right in the middle of the road, and I pulled out. I'm like, all right, meet me here. We're going to go to a different spot. So I took him out to Stanky, and then we just walked into Devil's Lake from, oh, from Stanky. Sure. We walked up across to East Bluff, and it was a great fucking hike. But, man, it was so packed, and it's just like, it's, our, it's, a, it's upon us. You know, it's upon us the season when 
when like you can't go to Devil's Lake on the weekends, yeah. and maybe not even during the week. Pretty soon, you know, you live out there. Yeah, I, uh, I had to go to the store yesterday, and I always. So it's getting to the time where I have to avoid the fucking my main route, which is DL, mm-hmm. because it intersects with the North Shore entrance. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think about it, and so I went that way, and like I got out just fine. But yep, the warden's up there putting up parking lot full signs at two o'clock. Oh, I'm sure it was before that. I bet it was probably, but that's when I was up there. Yeah, the, the signs were up. It's just like fuck. Yeah, <clears throat> it's there's something about like I don't know, I don't. Know. So we have all these beautiful national parks and state parks and everything that we love to use. And, and, and all of a sudden in the last like five years, it's like, everybody's going to be in them. And it's, and I, I got to preface it with this, with like, I am happy that people are out doing shit, going to the parks, Mm -hmm. having fun with their families, getting outside. I'd much rather them do that than sit inside watching television. You know, it's like, but if we're going to do that, it's like, it's same, same with the foresight with the companies that are like boom and bust. It's like. Understand, we need to start doing some shit for these parks and then doing some things to make it where it's kind of regulated, where people can still enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. Because there's a there's like a critical mass point, and we reached that at Devil's Lake. And, and it's been like, reaching it since the pandemic. I mean, easily. like, this is the first nice day of the year, and we reached it. Every yeah. fucking parking lot and spot in the whole place was absolutely yeah. full. And it's just like, so, so what do you do? I think you force them to fucking walk over the East Bluff if they want to get in. <laughs> Well, do you do you charge a greater admission so you can create? Well, they, just create check, a, they just increased the rates last year, I think, right? Well, right. So, so, so there's a, there's an inflation part of it where employees cost more, materials cost yeah. more. Da 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 da. You got to cover those costs. Energy costs more. Um, costs more to like maintain bathrooms and shit when there's that many people. But it's like, so if you want to build a new parking lot, so people can park without fucking. You know, or or is that even ever going to be enough? Will there ever be enough space? Or, you know, it's like, or do you, like, they got the parking lot on the outside of the Yeah, they could just start a shuttle service. Right, something like that, or something to make it more manageable. But, like, you have you ever been out to Glacier or anything, Glacier National Park? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right, you did, yeah. Were you, was it super busy when you were there? Yeah. It's And I heard Yosemite's the same way glaciers that way it's like there's a point where it's like fuck how you how do you enjoy it yeah there's an active point where we were going up a glacier and it was like there's so many fucking people here yeah it was just like it wasn't hiking it was walking in a line of fucking people mm-hmm. so how, how how do we enjoy that better how do we figure out how to like do we do we uh, just start finding new places to go? I mean, yeah. that's what I do. Like, right, Wisconsin's full of really great nature conservancy properties that aren't like more developed, like the lake is. You know, um, with with more modern parking and beaches and stuff that people want with their families and kids. It's like, and and I just lean to I go to all those places when it's this time of year. But it doesn't mean like I still like the lake. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the solution is. Not you might. Now that you say it, though, I'm curious. I was going to follow up and see what the county voted on with that hotel. Oh, I haven't heard anything about that. Either have I, so I'm hoping it got mixed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. There's so many places coming up, going up in variable apartment buildings. Yeah. It's crazy. Have you seen those ones out on T? 
Leaving no. town, doing like towards uh, East Side of Madison, like no. going out 33. Um, they they put up, I think they've got two or four of them up already. Okay. They're fucking cranking them out. And they've got all the, you know how their they're, um, companies now are like manufacturing walls in, in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. Bringing them in on trucks. So all I got to do is set them in with a crane. Just boom, 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 boom. And setting them up. And there's like, looks like there's enough walls for like two whole new apartment buildings. Wow laid out ready to go and they got all these foundations dug out for for the apartments and it's just like we're cranking up the living space which is fantastic and it's just like i wonder what that's gonna do if we're gonna actually be able to fill all that you know yeah at some i mean sure there's there's got to be some weird economics right now with it where it's like there's the need so we're gonna build it but so many people want to build it to make a couple bucks. Right. That no different than when you start a new factory. Are mm-hmm. they going to have half it empty? Or are you going to crash the house market where no one's going to want to rent a house because it's so expensive to rent a house right now? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's that's definitely going to be a, a thing where if you have an excess amount of apartments for rent, let's say you can rent a, a decent two-bedroom for a 1000 bucks, you know, as opposed to a two bedroom house for thirteen hundred, mm-hmm. you know, it's like okay, well, I'm going to take the apartment probably. If, I mean, I don't know. It's I guess people have pre- yeah, personal that, preferences. You know, it's like you know, and then I, but I also wonder if it'll drive down the uh, apartment costs. Like a two bedroom apartment, no offense, for a grand is kind of pricey in my eyes. And I get that I'm limited in my exposure, but fuck, Sam and I used to rent a duplex in Appleton. Two bedroom, one bath. We had a one car garage. Yeah, we had sh- and we had one shared wall, but we had a yard and everything. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was fucking like six, seven hundred bucks a month. Right. Well, I remember those days. I remember when but renting. That wasn't that far. That wasn't that long ago. Well, yeah, but I mean, I bought a fucking, I bought a twenty five hundred square foot, five bedroom house for one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. You know, with a yard and a two-car garage, yeah. and I mean, well, and so, I, but with everything happening, with interest rates going up, presumably the housing market's going to slow down. Do you think it's going to? Do you think the prices are going to go down, or do you think they're? Just I think gonna they're going to start. I think they're going to start by plateauing. I think you're going to not see bidding wars, and then long term, I think they're going to go start going back down because if no one's going to purchase it, you're going to do it. At some point, people are going to want to start dumping houses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what used to be worth two hundred and fifty maybe is only worth two twenty now, right? Um, just based on a smaller buyer pool, right? And so, I think it's going to take a while because it's still so hot. But I do think at some point it'll slow down. And if that if that slows down, then then people are going to find houses for maybe not what they were before, but a lot less than they are now. Mm-hmm. And so, if you find that happy medium, then why would yeah? Then I think you're going to have people going back to buying houses instead of renting, which hopefully will drive down some rent prices. Well, and the point comes when there's so much available for rent, right? You know that it's going to create, uh, you know, certainly it's going to be a, a renter's market. Yeah, you're 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 switching, right? You mentioned before, like scarcity. I forgot exactly the verbiage you used, but you maintain value when th- when items yeah. are scarce. Well, yep. that's how it is right now. In fact, it's so scarce right now; it's actually driving up values. Right. And so, with all this new apartment buildings and 
with higher interest rates, I'm assuming less buyers will make things more available, which will probably drive down prices. So it might have the effect that everything was intended for, at least with the interest rate thing. Is it going to go the other way? That's the question, though. Like, like when we had in, in 2008, we had that huge glut. Like, we had so many houses yeah. that were sitting empty. And I've, I kind of get that feeling nowadays sometimes. Yeah. Like, we're, like, the pendulum's swinging too fucking far. I think it is. Like, I've said this before. I would love a larger house, right? It's mm-hmm. not in the wheelhouse for us right now. But... No it's, pun intended. <laughs> but it's definitely not an option. There's no way I could go from a fucking interest rate I have now to a 6%. Oh, yeah. And if it's only going to go up higher than that, like, and I get it. My dad has made it very clear, like, when we were building our house, it was great to have an interest rate of 14%. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's great. Yeah, well, when you were building a house, your fucking income went a lot farther than it does now. Yeah. That's and a it's whole like different time 6% right now. It's like, well, fuck that. That's borderline robbery exactly <laughs> yeah it's it's like four percent okay i can deal with four percent so let's look at the areas where the pendulum's swinging too far houses i think houses and, and apartments there's a huge glut like we're behind yeah. so so everybody's fucking building as much as they possibly can there's fucking chucks in a truck out there building pieces of shit yep you know so we got that going on vehicles yep. i think is a is a huge one that and, and i think it's because the only people that can see how many vehicles are out there are the manufacturers, but there's fucking, there's thousands of acres of fucking cars that mm-hmm. are brand new sitting, waiting for chips. And it's just like, everybody's buying and buying and buying as much as they possibly can. And it's like, when those fucking cars hit the market, yeah, what's that going to fucking do to the car value market? You're fucked. Yeah. Do you, you want to buy this brand new 2023 or this 2023 slash 22? 20 model that was been sitting in a lot for three years waiting for a chip right and well and what happens to those cars though when they sit there for three years well exactly you're gonna have big fucking sunspots on your paint and 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 yeah is there mice in there chewing on some shit it's like is there a little bit of dry rot going on it's like what what happens you know it's like they're designed to be driven and and washed and all the shit and so it's like i don't know it's like there's just so many i wonder if at some point they pull them from the yard and just start disassembling them and parting them for their new vehicles. God, that would be so costly. Just labor-wise, it would be costly. You think that's more costly than just dumping them? Well, yeah, because building them, they build them with robots, but you can't fucking disassemble them with robots. That's true. They, they You need manpower for that. that well, that's, maybe, they'll, maybe they'll offer them as, like, mechanic specials. Like, you buy this truck for... 15 grand and it's got all the parts brand new you just have to take them apart and then put them somewhere else yeah i mean i i guess yeah the, the real the real thing is like is like what kind of like they can't really warranty them as well yeah you know so i would think you, like okay so i there's a little ford ranger i'm buying for my guy and my crew it's 3500 bucks so 2000 you know and it's like i know Buying that truck, some shit's going to break. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know there's some stuff that's going to go wrong. I'm walking into it with the awareness of that. So they, if they can sell them at a price that allows for people to say, you're aware that this truck has been sitting for three years. Right. You know, and it's just like, so you're probably going to have to change a couple things, maybe some fuel filters and shit like that to make sure everything's running right. You know, but 
it's still like essentially a zero miles truck. Right. You know, so I, I don't think they're at a point where it's like a full disassemble, but there's just going to be yeah. some specific parts just, that are going to be. I guess my hope is at least if it's, they're transparent. Right. Well, they have to be, I think. Like if they, if they just, if they just say, okay, if the vibe in the auto manufacturer right now is okay, don't do any model updates until we start getting chips for these vehicles so that we can just slap a new year on them oh. and say they finished production in 2022 oh, because right. we put a chip in it, then it's like I would be wary of buying a new car for the next three fucking years. Well, they would have to change all the tags because I think all the parts and, like, engines, everything are registered to a year. Okay. You know, so I don't think they could really – it'd be super hard yeah. to get away with a brand-new vehicle and just slap a 2023 sticker sure. on it. But they're gonna, they're gonna, it's gonna cause some ruckus in the market because even if they don't, even if they put them out there and say it's a 2021 zero miles, there's no way someone's gonna pay a premium for it. No, it, they're gonna try to get a premium for it. They're gonna try to get a new car price, but no, it's like okay, wait. So I'm gonna pay the same price for a 2021 as a 2023. Yeah, so that ain't happening, you know. And it's like I know it's been sitting, so it's gonna have some shit. So like that, either they're gonna have to like. Their warranties are going to have to be really good, and they're going to have to service the shit out of a lot of trucks for the first couple of years, and that's going to be a thing. And then you, when you buy a new truck that's a new 2020 truck, that you understand that, yeah, you're probably going to be into service for a little while. Mm-hmm. So you're choosing that. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like, I guess if you got like a, a full bumper-to-bumper warranty and it's guaranteed that if anything goes wrong, it's going to get fixed, but then... You still need those parts, right? you know, and, and if the parts are already scarce and then if shit's breaking on the, I mean, obviously we're looking way into the future of shit that we don't understand and know if that's going to happen or not, but there's definitely the possibility that it's going to be a major disruptor in the automotive market. You know, it's like, can you like think, think of the local dealerships, right? They've got fucking trucks on order out to, to the wazoo. Yeah. And there's a lot of trucks that are sitting out there that people are, have their name on already. I met yeah. a guy last week. He was driving a brand new Chevy three quarter ton, nice truck. Um, and he's like, he says, I've been waiting over a year and a half for my truck. He says a year and a half. And he goes, and finally I got so fucking fed up. I just started driving around the dealership saying, this is the situation. I've been waiting for my truck, but I don't want to wait anymore. What have you got on the lot? You know, it's like, cause his truck was being built. Mm-hmm. Right. But there was still new ones on the lot for sale, you know? And he, and so he, He's like, uh, he bought that new truck off the lot, but then the truck he had ordered is now nobody's got that truck. And so mm-hmm. how many of those are just going to like, all of a sudden we're going to look at the Ford and the Chevy and the Dodge dealerships and there's going to be like 200, 300 new trucks there's sitting there? Out there. And then what? You know, it's like, is, there, is everybody going to go rushing in? It's like, no, now they're going to want a deal. You know, yeah. now they're going to want a bargain, you know, because they've been getting fucked for the last three years. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think Ford or GM is gonna shut down their manufacturing of new vehicles until inventory diminishes. No, and that's the and that's the crazy part is like it's such a weird thing where it's like I understand that we gotta have like they don't wanna lose their employees mm-hmm. because because if things do ramp back up, then they're fucked. Yeah, you can't get them. You can't get them. You can't get them to come back. But how much money is it costing them to keep uh, up with production even though you're missing one key part. Yeah, you can't sell them. Right. So there's no revenue. 
to balance out the production unless the revenue is already like, I don't know how the automotive industry works as far as like do dealerships prepay, you know, yeah, I don't know. for vehicles, you know, cause it's like that would, as a dealership, if you prepaid out for 50 new trucks and got a loan for them and you're making payments on them, but you don't have the trucks. Then the dealership's going to tank. Right. It's, 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 yeah, uh, it's, we're in a precarious little position right now. You know, do you think anything like, else is overpriced? Overpriced? Or like, we're talking about the pendulum is swinging too mm. far. Well, um, I don't know. Um, I mean, those are the big ones. They really are. Like, how's and they're the cars. ones that impact like most people regularly. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, f- we talk about food prices are going up, but honestly, yeah. like, food prices, like, fucking, they've been pretty cheap for a long time. Yeah. Like, eggs. Like, there's, like, you, there was a long fucking time you could buy a dozen eggs for 99 cents. Yep. You know, it's like, I, we, we've created these things, I think, like, these mass production facilities to keep prices really low. And it's like, but we've fucked our quality up so bad. And, and it's just like, then we've created this, this uh, way of living that's so unnatural. It's so far away from, like, something that's as stable. You know, it's like. It's like when that fucking um, pork plant, when COVID first hit and shut down that Hormel plant, and it was just like, it was like 25% of all the fucking pork mm-hmm. in the United States was going through this one area. It's just like, what? You know, so we are so, we, we, we have maximized everything we do so much that like one interruption is, is can be catastrophic. Sure. You know, so so I think that like, we the pendulum in that has swung so far like in our food industry that it's like it's like oh well if instead of having a thousand small dairies all over the state we have 500 or 200 super fucking dairies that all the fucking milk comes from for walmart and for this and for that and it's just like well what happens if all the fucking cows get sick at one of those super dairies. Some fucking disease comes through and wipes out all their fucking cows. Then what? Mm-hmm. Then nobody gets fucking milk ever. Like all the small dairies are fucked. They're gone. The fucking, the barns have been plowed under for a new fucking subdivision and everything else. And, and we're, and nobody gets milk or eggs, the avian flu thing. You know, that's happening right now. And I'm, I was surprised egg prices haven't changed that much, but um, I think it's like 20% of the, Chicken population in the United States is being affected by this avian flu. Oh, thing. really? Yeah. So it's like I've seen I've seen less chicken on the shelves, like a lot less chicken. Yeah. Like you go to Aldi's right now, no chicken. Um, went to Costco this weekend, and like they usually have like these huge fucking coolers full of chicken thighs and all this stuff, and they just had one cooler with chicken breasts in it. That mm. was it. And so it's like, it's uh, we're we we're just walking this fine line. Of of like like one misstep causes a chain reaction that's can be catastrophic, and it's like it's like the airline industry, you know. It's like you got one flight where some electronic fucking thing goes wrong. Well, that flight's got six other fucking stops that day, right? You know, with with what is it? However many hundred people per flight. All of a sudden, all their flights are fucked. So they've got to find new flights. Well, those flights are full. So, like, then what? And then all the crews and the pilots that are supposed to fly on those flights, they can only fly so many times. Yep. You know, and so it's like, 
our systems and logistics and everything is really awesome. The ability, what we have, the, we've made the ability to move things around, but it's also made us very vulnerable. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, so it's like even yeah, I think I just think that we've all this technology and and new ways of of like maximizing um, uh, our ability to do things. It just makes us more vulnerable. You know, it's like we're not localized anymore. We don't have um, fucking, you know, like our farmer's markets. I think people are fucking finally getting it a little bit because our farmer's markets are fucking packed. Yeah. You know, it's like people who run CSAs, when they can get fresh vegetables locally, they're like, you, you can't even get your hands on a CSA on their list for like two years, three years. So it's like, it's... And they're doing it like, the, like they're saying this is all we have, right? So once we once we sell it, it's gone, and that's it. We're not going to go buy three more farms to to plant that many more vegetables so we can fulfill all the people's needs for CSAs. It's like no, because because then our cabbage is still going to be ninety nine cents instead of two ninety nine, you know. And you're going to get great cabbage, and we don't have to hire all the extra people. And then yeah, so I. I think that's kind of where I feel like where we're at right now is that we're at a, we're at a, a difficult position as far as like we've we've created such a um such a way of maximizing everything that we do to the tiniest detail. It's like like take the stock market for example. They we got supercomputers now that do the trading, and so it's like they trade in like hundreds of a penny. And and it's like, um, so I I'd listened to this uh, podcast about um, that um, the uh, computers got so fucking good at trading that these massive brokerage firms they were making so much money off of these micro trades. Okay. You know, so they were making millions of dollars off of micro trades, tenths of a penny. You know, but they were making them every every second. Dun, 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 dun. Every time the stock market would go up and down, it would just like buy sell buy sell buy sell buy sell. It, it got so bad that these brokerage firms, what they would do is the first one, they got fiber optic cable. Well, all of a sudden, they're making all the money because their trades are getting there faster sure. than the other company's trades are. So then the other company would buy a building that was a mile closer because then they're, that's one mile less of fiber. So that's just a nanosecond less than they had to fucking you know, that they could beat out the other competitors. So basically, all the fucking property that got closer to the fucking trade floor where where it was actually happening started getting bought up by these massive brokerage firms because they wanted to be as close as physically possible to, to create that, you know. Hmm. And it's just like, so when you're trading on the nanoseconds and you're, and you're dealing with millions and millions of dollars, what happens when the fiber goes down? You know, you're fucked. Like, everybody's fucked instantly. Like, chaos. People are jumping out of windows and shit because it's like, because someone just lost their entire life. In, in, in a, because they, they, they bet a million dollars on a trade because they knew that this supercomputer could do it. And all of a sudden, the supercomputer's gone. Then what? So, redundancy. They, it, have, they pay for 18 services. Yeah. So Stephanie's cleaning out the basement. She's working on some stuff downstairs. And, and um, I, I know I've talked about this, but this fucking book I've got, it's called Back to Basics. 
this is big fucking green book. I bought it at this college like 10 years ago. And it's like, it's like how to fucking can meat, yep. <laughs> you know, how to dig a root cellar, how to purify water, how to fucking, how to graft a tree, you know, how to preserve this, how to fucking build a house, how all these basic tools to like survive. And, and it's like, she's like, are you ever going to get rid of that book? I'm like, fuck no. That is like, that is survival knowledge right there. <laughs> like, like I can't download that. From the internet, if the internet's down, but I can read that shit. Like, I can open up that book and I can say, okay, so this is what I got to do. You know, it's like, I've never built a rabbit snare, but there's a fucking how-to in that book on how to build a rabbit snare if I had to. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. I just, I, I, that like, I, I, I hope I never have to use it. I would really do, but that I'm never throwing that fucker away. Ever. It'll be on my shelf in my library or in a box in the back of my Somewhere. truck when I die. It'll I'll have that book. You'll know where it is. Yeah. It's all that matters. Maybe if I get to be like eighty or something. Maybe like, then eh, I'll just like fuck point. it. I'll give it to one of my kids. Don't ever lose this fucking book. <laughs> my I bought this book when I was thirty years old. One of them fucking things. <laughs> no. It's... Hey, can we take a quick break? Yeah, of course. All right, we'll be right back. All right. some good shit and i don't i don't even know the company that makes it but it's like uh um i gave her one uh i gave her two again oh you double dosed i i I gave her two um well she's like on that edge of like the double dose but she was like she's all like weird again you know she's like all jumpy and uh and like uh at like not agitated but like super needy and like clingy and scratching and all this stuff, you know, and it's just like, God, oh, chill the fuck out. You know, it's just like, when you, dude, I, don't, I, was, I looked at her like, what is she fucking dead? <laughs> she was just zonked. So <laughs> when my, my grandmother told me that when she was little, that like, uh, um, she used to give my mom a little fucking, uh, a little binky thing, but she put she put some fucking whiskey on it. Nice. When, and it's like when my mom was a baby and she like was crying and shit. She's like, here, just suck on that. But it's just like work like a charm. I'm like, well, yeah, I better fucking did. Got her a little little loopy, a little drunk, and so she's like chilled out. You know, and it's <laughs> like it's like so that's what the CBD does for Prim when she's like having a fucking crazy night or something. She just can't chill the fuck out. I give her a little CBD dog chew and she's just like, hey man. <laughs> going on it's pretty cool she wasn't just staring off into space no she, no she wasn't like quite that bad but she she was super sleepy she was sleepy she's super relaxed and you know we all need to relax now and yeah, then for sure yeah, i'm just giving her an opportunity man that's just i'm just <laughs> helping her out you know she was happy i think yeah what are you gonna do yeah what hey we're do? back you're listening to a conversation that you have no idea what we're talking about yeah well oh we're talking about cbd trees for dogs bro i yeah. think did we not? I suppose we probably didn't say anything about it when we walked in. So we were hanging out Thursday, and one of Ike's dogs was all rambunctious, and she wanted some rubs, lots of rubs. Was like, yeah, man, she was just jumping back and forth between us, like hi, 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 hi. Yeah. So I gave her a CBD treat. She just fucking like zonked. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was awesome. It it was like I wasn't worried, but I did check to see if she's breathing. <laughs> <laughs> it, 
yeah, I don't know. It's like, uh, dogs are just, yeah, so fucking awesome. Dogs are pretty awesome. Yeah. They're like, uh, legit, like one of the best things that's, yeah, there, there's part of us like that we fuck dogs up a little bit, you know, cause there's some dogs out there that are just like, you know, they're not like meant to be a dog, you know, like weird fucking breeds that are coming out, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, so we, we take in this, this majestic fucking wolf animal, you know, and it's like, we turn it into this little fucking teacup bullshit thing that like has so many sicknesses and stuff that they're always in a vet. Like we've kind of over-engineered dogs. Like, yeah, like we've we, tried to breed specific things and yeah, it's just like, we've just, but, but that that's going to be the end of our civilization. We just can't leave fucking well enough alone. I think that's the theme of this podcast. It's like, we just fucking can't. Like, we can't stop fucking with shit. You know, it's like plants and dogs and the environment and shit. Like, the fucking things where they're trying to, like, sow shit into the fucking clouds to make it rain. And, and What? Yeah, you ever heard about that? No. Yeah, they're like, there's, like, these fucking things. They, they put, like, uh, reflective materials in the fucking clouds to make it rain. And, and then they had this thing where they were going to, like, to help with the ozone, they were going to put these materials up in the fucking clouds that would, like, reflect some of the sun back away from the earth so it wouldn't, it would stop global warming and shit. It's like, there's, like, so many things that we've fucking tried to do that. Yeah, they'll take, like, fucking planes and they'll dust clouds with this wow. stuff to make it rain. There were, we used to fucking spray DDT over beaches full of people for fucking mosquitoes and shit. Like, <laughs> literally. But, but you would, the fucking planes would dust beaches with people with DDT. That's well, just supplying fucking bug <laughs> repellent for you. Like, we can't stop fucking with shit. Like, we just, like, can't. Huh. It's a... Uh, uh, Maybe that's what we need to do for at Devil's Lake. To get people... <laughs> away, to keep people away. Yeah. Just start... It would it'd be fucking awesome just to just drop water, though. Yeah. But to make it, like, all... Like, like people just, like, booge. But, like, have it spray out of, a, like, a crop duster plane yeah. and just do the... And don't do it on the people. Do it on the lake. People would lose their fucking minds. What did they just do? Don't like, worry get about out it. of the water. We're not going to tell water. you what they did. Yeah. It's like make it look like some top secret spy plane shit, you know? Just fucking, <laughs> just fucking, just like a big dump right into the fucking lake. But it's just water. But oh my God. That would be, that would be a hilarious be prank. Hilarious. I was looking up, I don't know why I was looking this up. I was trying to see if there's like uh I was trying to look at the history of Devil's Lake in a um like mythological sense. Okay, like Native American history, like No, that. like um like are there lake beasts and shit like that? <laughs> the the Devil's Lake monster? Yeah. Okay. So okay, so there are sightings of like a Loch Ness esque monster in devil's lake did you know that i've heard but i i think i always felt like it was like some some like tongue-in-cheek bullshit story that someone's just like oh yeah we saw it one day you know like like the loch ness monster and uh what what's the nessie what's in like yeti and shit like like those are people that really believe in them motherfuckers like i always kind of felt like devil's lake monster was like this thing that was like uh People just said it just to fuck with people. I feel like it's not a big enough lake. 
We've had divers in that lake. I'm, there's, I think it's like 50 feet deep at its deepest. So it's pretty deep. I mean, 50 feet's pretty solid for yeah. an, an inland lake. I, I don't think there's monsters. In, I think there's some <laughs> fucking big fish in that lake. Sure. You know, I think more than anything, like, because I've, I've swam, I've been swimming out there before when it's like a nice day was calm and the water's pretty clear. You see a fucking fish go by, it's like, holy shit. Uh. Some big fish in that water. You know, it's like, so it would be fun to dive. Do you ever, do you ever scuba dive? No. Uh, in school once. Like, like at the lake? It, no, like in the fucking indoor pool. Oh, okay. Water, when I can't see very well, freaks me the fuck out. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's hard for me to like, like I, I get all nervous and tense um, swimming. Like if I'm like going underwater and it's just like the seaweed stuff doesn't bother me too much. It touches my feet. Like it's like, I know that freaks some people out. But if I can't see in the water, like from above. Yeah. Because, okay, so I can't open my eyes underwater. Okay. Like I, I tried so many times and I just, it just burns my eyeballs. And it's like, I've got no point where it's like, fuck, I'm not even going to try. But when I put the goggles on and I go underwater and I can't see, it's like, fuck you know there's just something around me it's gotta be like it's like mm, give me the fuck out of here i don't want it so i gotta get over that fear so i do want to try to scuba dive because i've seen some cool videos of people scuba diving to devil's lake okay there's like this uh signpost at the bottom of the lake that's like it says like cancun and fucking paris really? yeah I yeah so that. i saw a video of it i think if i was i think i could scuba dive if i could scuba dive and i had like shit on my feet I'd be okay. Like flippers? Yeah, or even like water shoes. Oh, sure. I'd be okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm not I do not like swimming in natural occurring waters. Cuz of your feet? That's part of it. What is what's what? I don't like just touch all the random fucking shit. Rocks and seaweed yeah. and shit and dirt and I just yeah, open waters freak me out. Really? Yeah. Huh. Like I can swim all day long in a pool. <laughs> Well, fucking duh. Yeah, bring them chemicals on, bitch. Just fucking yeah. <laughs> no, I that like yeah, I get it. Like the I like, like the just yeah to the not seeing part. It's just like yeah, I don't know what's all in this thing, but uh, what? Yeah, it's all natural mostly, right? You know, it's like unless you know you got that fucking dude that's got the glass bottle that fell in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, that's shit, and then you're know? having a great time, right? Exactly. But I mean, like, uh, I get, I get that. Like, um, I used to, when I was a kid, it used to freak me out, like with the seaweed and stuff, but it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't like touching the stuff with my feet. It was more along the lines of like, like what's going to come touch me, mm. you know, like some fucking big fucking thing, you know, it's like, and, and I know they're just fish. It's like, and, and it's like, other than like maybe a snapping turtle, which would be fucking scary as fuck. Yeah. If you're like swimming around middle of the lake feet dangling down and then a fucking pow snap a turtle that's like the jaws kind of thing out yeah. in the ocean too you know it's like one of those things because you fresh water you just, <laughs> fresh water version of jaws with yeah. a snapping turtle have you seen those videos of people like they're aerial they're out at the beach and there's a fucking shark swimming around yeah. them, but they can't see it yeah and, and it's just like oh my god bro look at that guy and it's <laughs> like someone up on a cliff looking down as far as like get out get of the water, water. <laughs> it's like what Sitting there drinking a beer. Yep. Fucking, what are you talking about? Sudden, whoom, dead. Yeah, dead mofo. So, I got a buddy that uh, spearfishes at Devil's Lake. Okay, and I went with him. Um, like throws the spears or no, like it's a crossbow style. Neither. 
it's a tr- it's a trident spear with like you know the three the three prong trident yeah. at the end, and it's a pole, but it's got a rubber band hooked to the end of the pole. You hook it on your thumb and you draw it back along your arm. You stretch okay. out the band and then you squeeze it with your hand. So it's it's the hand the band wraps your thumb, and you draw the pole all the way along your arm so it stretches that band out. And then you squeeze the pole so you're holding the tension from the band with your hand. And so then you're swimming around and you're just kind of aiming with your arm huh. in the trident. And then you just let go of the and, it, okay. and the band retracts and it shoots. Interesting. It. It's super fucking cool. And he took me out once two years ago because I was, like, begging to go. I want to go so bad, and I've never gone before. And he's like, oh, I got all the shit. We'll go do it. So you get a, just flippers and a snorkel and stuff. And the snorkels he had um, were the ones where uh, it's like your face is in the snorkel, like your whole face, and then the, at the top of your head, the tube comes out, and there's a little ball in there. So it's like you can go underwater, and water won't go into okay. it, you know, but it was fucking scary, bro. I don't know why, but, like, I would hold my breath and go underwater, and I could see everything, but it was like, I was like, I'm going to fucking drown. Like, I'm going to, like, it's like I'm underwater here, and it's like the snorkel's got to fill water. Something bad's going to happen, right? And it, it just freaked me out. So the first couple times I dove down, I was like, nope. <laughs> and it went right like, can back you, can, can you? You like, can't breathe. I was gonna say there's got to be some level of oxygen still in that mass. Maybe just like a tiny bit where you like you can breathe out. Okay. You know, but like you can't breathe in because yeah. that ball is like a it's like a, a backflow preventer for okay. water, so you can't draw anything in. And if you if you did, you probably like maybe squeeze a little water past it. Sure. You know, but it was like it was super cool. But it's like just my inexperience of like being underwater with a a snorkel, where it's like I know that. Like normally, if I'm swimming underwater with a pair of goggles, I go to the surface and I take a breath. Yeah. Well, now my whole mouth is inside the goggles. Yeah. So when you go to the surface, you don't have to go all the way out of the water. You just got to get the tube out. And you just go, and you blow the little bit of water out the end of the tube where the ball's sitting, and then you take a breath. But it was, it, it, like mentally, I really yeah, had a hard a weird, time compartmentalizing Like I'm that. trying to visualize it and like experience it and like, you're in the water, but your face is still like dry and out of the water. Right. And so it's like I'm holding my breath, but I don't know why I'm holding my breath, but I know I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. It's it fucked with me a little bit. It took me like a, a few times before I could go under and stay under for any length of time yeah. and trust it. You know, it was like it's so unnatural. That's mm. what it was. It was unnatural. And so, um, but and he he was telling me like there's some other masks that feel a little bit better on your face that like, um, you know just feel right. So I'm 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 excited. I want to I want to do it again. Um, I didn't get any fish. He okay. Got, he got one, but it's like it's that thing where it's like it's a whole new skill. Yeah. You know you're shooting a fish from a little ways away and you got you're just like creeping right. So you got to have pretty good breath control, and you're just like kind of creeping along the rocks and and when you're down there though, which is a kind of a trip like when you're outside the water and you're walking around you see the fucking fish scatter right but when you're in the water with them they just chill they're just like chilling they're like swim by you they're in the rocks like if you get like real close to them they're like what the fuck you doing man get out of my space (laughs) it's like but that's like anything right but then when if you're just kind of cruising they're just like cruising huh yeah it's like they're just you're just another big fucking fish you know 
It's like just another big fucking fish. Monster. Yeah. See, but the fact that we're so big compared to them, mm-hmm. there's got to be some big fish in there. <laughs> there's some fucking big fish in there, bro. Like you mentioned, yeah. Yeah. There's, so to do the whole tank thing, I think, would be super fun. To, yeah. like, learn how to get, like, scuba certified to do that. I think that would be awesome. Um, yeah, we in, in school, we were able to, <clears throat> like, one day in gym class, like, it was, like, you know, just experience it. But it was just in the pool. Mm-hmm. But it was literally just everyone puts the shit on and walks over to the deep end. Mm-hmm. And just sits on the bottom like, <laughs> and you're breathing. This and you're stuff breathing. With, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I've never I've never experienced that, so I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, it's the pressurization. Yeah, like I know when I go to the bottom of the pool, like when I was a kid, you swim to the bottom and you sit down, you know, and it's just like, Ugh. but that pressure is pretty heavy. Like if you're like at a at a ten footer, that's there's there's quite a bit of pressure. So like. Think about those guys that do those super deep dives. Mm. It's like, oh, you just got to be so used to that kind of pressure. It's like I couldn't yeah. imagine what that would feel like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, I just lost it. Sorry. Son of a bitch. Lost oh, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, I do remember, even though you're breathing, you're having a tank, like I remember I was paranoid. I'm like, it's going to run out air. <laughs> But then there's a comfort level being in the pool, like, oh, I can just swim to the top. Right. But like, if you're, like, midway down in Devil's Lake. Oh, yeah, 25 feet down? Yeah, 25, 30 feet down, and then you're running out of air, like, mm, it's a little farther up. Yeah, you just, it's, you just got to get, tr- you got to trust. You guys got, you know, for me, I would Constantly have to- looking at the little bracelet thingy that shows you how much air is left. Yeah, yeah, it would just be, like. You know, and it's some baby steps, right? Yeah. You start with the fucking swimming pool, you know, and you get used to the gear and moving around with it on, reading the monitors and shit. So then you get certified, and then you're going to go. It's kind of like, I suppose, like with flying or skydiving right. or anything that's dangerous, you know, you got to just baby steps into it. So, yeah, like a, like one of my biggest dreams is always to go uh, spearfishing, like underwater spearfishing, like I was doing it. That was like with my buddy Griff, um, doing that at a um, – like in Fiji or something. Mm. Like I want, I want to go fish for some like fucking tropical fish, fucking spear it and then come out, cook it up, eat it. Like I think that'd be so awesome. Like I love it. Is most tropical fish like? This is gonna be s- stupid, but it, it's like edible. Like it's a fish. Most, yeah, yeah, it's edible. Yeah. Like I just think like lakes around here. Regardless of what you catch in the lake, there's a probably good chance there's someone who eats it regularly. Oh yeah. But tropical fish, there's all kinds of weird fucking fish out there. Well, I I think it probably has to do with like size of fish. Like there's like those little clownfish and shit. Like well, right, like that stuff that is just pretty. Look, but at. I mean, you even think like fish like, let's just say bass size. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are like fucking got hard ass shells on them, and they're like, oh yeah, big nasty looking orange things. Oh, I'm sure. And then there's probably some of them just take like taste like ass. Yeah, you know, it's just like, why would you want to fucking eat that? You know, like a sucker fish or something like yeah. that, or like a carp. I guess people like carp, but they're just so bony. Maybe that's just what it is. It's just like everybody, I bet you it all gets eaten by somebody. Yeah. You know, there's probably some fucking place in the world where they eat that thing because that's what they do. You know, it's it's like, uh, like you said before, like the shit we do now for fun, everybody used to do to survive. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, people like... How many people out there, like, when they go turkey hunting, it's like, how many people actually eat the fucking turkeys? You know, because wild turkey is not that great. 
You know, it's it's gamey. It's, I've had wild turkey egg. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's like kind of chewy. It's 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 not like turkey you get at the fucking store, right? You know, so it's like, you know, or like people who like goose hunt. You know, it's just like Canadian geese are like greasy and like it's a it's a it's a flavor. Like you gotta fucking know you're gonna mm. eat it. You know, so it's like I get what you're saying. There's a lot of fish out there that maybe you wouldn't fucking eat. You know that so so yeah I. I don't know. It'd be fun though, for yeah, sure. I think it'd be super fun. You know, your fucking wild turkey eggs. <laughs> oh, the eggs. <laughs> Those. Ah, dude, I that ate was one. So gamey. Yeah, it was super gamey. Ugh, it well, makes me want to get sick just thinking about it. I did not like it. I had like one bite. <laughs> I can't do it. Well, well, we had to. I mean, I we, we had to. No, I didn't grab the eggs. I didn't have to do shit. You allowed it. I did allow it. So you had to. Because you, you were the, they wouldn't have grabbed it if you, if you would have said, fuck no, don't touch those eggs. You wouldn't. No, don't put that shit on me. I, no, it was me too. I was going to say, no. we, they came back and said, hey, we found this. Can we grab them? I know. That's what I'm saying. So you and I. Yeah, together. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not like just, <laughs> just because I, I did it too. I'm just saying like as your own personal responsibility yes, no, to the situation. Although we were clear that if they were going to eat them, or if they were going to take them, mm-hmm. they had to eat it. And if we were going to let them take them, then yeah, we had to too. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, I was talking about that. Um, I'm meeting with Jason on Tuesday and uh, talking about, because he's, he's like, what are we going to talk about, bro? And he's and, and I I asked him and I'm like no what do you say I think he asked me anyway we're just bullshitting last night because he was at the concert thing okay Shawnee was playing there and so I said, I'm gonna see you Tuesday right and he's like yeah yeah it's Tuesday and and uh and I'm like I'm like so we're gonna talk about some good shit and he's he's just like yeah man life and everything and I'm like yeah and how are you gonna be a mentor for the club and he's just like oh yeah 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 right mm-hmm. and it's like uh. Oh, I just fucking lost her eyes going. Oh man, dang it! It's one of those mornings. Yeah, that's that's one one for you, one for me. We need a little fucking chalkboard in here for how many times we lose our train of thought. That would that would be a um, a very telling story. I don't know <laughs> if I would want that. It's just like, are we declining? <laughs> this yeah. is some rapid fucking decline here, bro. <laughs> oh, we we're talking about the camp out and just how excited we were about like the process of it and. And uh, um, and I talked to my buddy Jim about it that I went on a hike with. I was talking about that a little bit, and it's just like uh, um, how important it is to for these kids to have these experiences, you know, just to to fucking find turkey eggs. What mm-hmm. does that even feel like, you know? And it's just like and finding morale mushrooms because we're gonna find some bitches. We better fucking this year. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll find some. It's uh. uh Anyway, I was just talking about the camp out, and I'm just—it's getting closer. I'm getting excited. I'm getting pumped up. Yeah, yeah. If you think back to a year ago, for those faithful listeners, we talked about this a year ago, roughly. Roughly. Well, yeah, it's it's that time. Time of the year where Mm -hmm. we go camping. Yep. Are we taking this stuff with? This stuff. Fuck yeah, yeah, we're taking it with. It's going to be another dope ass podcast. So, uh, do we know? Are, are, is Gabe going to come? I don't know. I haven't talked to him. Okay. Eli's coming, though. Yep. For sure. All right. That's cool. I'll see Gabe. I'll see Gabe on Monday. So I will reintroduce the idea. I was just, 
was just getting ready to make this this long this long anywho. <laughs> but but I went <laughs> and you started talking and it's just like what the fuck was that why did you make that noise <laughs> i was like channeling some fucking dodo bird or some shit i was uh <laughs> god it's okay i got a story similar i was having a conversation with two people and we we're kind of bantering back and forth and like i was gonna tell a story about something that happened twice but all that came out of my mouth was twice. And they just looked at me. <laughs> that is amazing. I've literally, all I said was like, I was like, yeah, twice. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, there's more in my mind that came out of my mouth. <laughs> that is glorious. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, they it's just like, laughed at me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I, there's more there. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, twice. <laughs> twice what, bitch? Yeah, and it was completely like a different topic and everything. <laughs> oh my god. About. It wasn't even like what it you guys were zero, talking about. It had zero relevance. Oh my god. That is you are not getting enough sleep if that's what's happening. Jesus. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like we say dumb shit though. Like there's just times when my brain does not fucking compute. Yeah. It just doesn't. You know, and, and it's like it's it's as, as like simple as like when someone's like uh it's like they're leaving your house and you say drive safe and they're like, Yeah, you too. Yeah, you know, it's exactly, like right. it, it's it's stuff like that where it's like it's this it's response, but then yeah. there's then there's things like that where it's just like you had a whole fucking <laughs> thought and then it's like the only thing that came out was one word that made zero sense and it's just like, Okay, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> We're now texting verbally. We just yeah. said twice. The restaurant, enjoy your meal. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Although you're not eating. Yeah, how's so, your first bite? Mine's pretty good. How's yours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that fucking first bite thing can go away. I don't need people to do that. Come check on you. Yeah. if it, Come check on me. That's fine. Don't ask me how my first bite is. Because I've always got a mouth full of food. Yeah. Or they come in before like, you even touch it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're like, they're watching. They're like at the at the counter like, okay. Oh, here he goes. He's going to take a bite. I got oh, it. there's a cue. <laughs> Yeah, fucking come on. Hey, how's that first bite? My mouth's so full of full yeah, fucking like, first bite. It's just like, mm. I just give them the fucking thumbs up. It's like, mm, I nod at them. Give them the fucking thumbs up. It's like, yeah. come on, bro. And you then know? they don't come back for the next fucking 40 minutes. Right, exactly. My water's empty. I don't, like, yeah, it's just like, no, it's, they, if you're a server, you don't got to do that. Just, just like, come back and say, how's everything? Yeah. You know, do you need anything? That's it. Like. I'm yeah. good after that. I think for most people, if something was wrong with it and they were going to say something, and I preface that because there's a lot of times, like even myself, if something's wrong, as long as it's not like bad, mm-hmm. I'll still eat it. Right. You know what I mean? But if it's if it's if it's to the point where they're not going to eat it, let's say your chicken is undercooked or something like that, like if that's the case, like you're not gonna wait for your service to be like, how's things going? You're gonna wave them over and be like, Yeah, this is fucking uncooked, mind taking it back yeah yeah please please fix this yeah you know yeah just it's it's a simple how's it going that's great be nice yeah you know be kind then you can justify that fucking 30 percent tip that shows up on your (laughs) yeah suggested suggested tip dude this whole tipping thing is kind of fucking nutty it really is like i think we talked about this once there's some weird mindsets on it and i shouldn't say weird um 
I don't want to consider myself like cheap. Well, that's the trick, right? It's 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 a manipulation of the customer. Yeah. It totally is. It's like there are places and times when there no tip is required. Yeah. And yet and yet if you put the option in front of somebody, they don't want to look like a dick. Right. You know? I don't want to look like a dick. <clears throat> I don't want to look like someone who's not appreciative, but I just spent fucking $45 on this takeout and now you're asking me to tip you 15% for bringing the bag to the counter? Yeah, tipping on takeout is is one of those things. I had a great experience I shouldn't say great experience. It was a humbling experience for me. We ordered Jose's takeout mid, you know, pandemic. And I went and picked it up and I went inside and uh, the guy gave me the receipt and he saw me. I was looking at the tip and I was kind of trying to do math. And he goes, you're not tipping. Like, what do you mean? He goes, this is takeout. He goes, just take your food and get out. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, we didn't do anything. The cooks did their job, and I'm handing you your food. He goes, you're okay. You don't need to tip. He goes, appreciate it, but just don't tip. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, man. I that's, appreciate it. That's legit I appreciate right your understanding in that and making me feel not bad for not tipping. Yeah. Because, I, and I get pandemic changed my mindset a little bit, but in a normal case, like, I don't think I normally would tip on tape coat. Yeah, and so. And I do when I know the people because I like to have that relationship, I should say. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be a dick. Right. You know, it's so overseas, from what I understand, like in Europe, there's no tipping. Because it's just built in. Like, it's built like the servers they, make their money. They make money doing right. what they do. So here, the issue always was like you could pay wait staff like two fucking dollars yeah. plus an hour. And so it's like they they survived on tips. The the fucking restaurant owners were able to manipulate it to where they're fucking over their wait staff and they had to survive on tips. So I got it. You know, but it's like through this pandemic, fucking wait staff are making bank. They're making good money. And I'm not saying they're like making twenty dollars an hour like or fifteen dollars an hour even at their minimum wage, but they're not making two anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like I don't mind tipping. I'm happy to tip. But when the tip goes up to 30%, what am I tipping for then? It's just like, uh, when, like, waiting waiting tables and all those things, they were always, like, one of those jobs where it's, like, it was, like, a, a part-time job or a second job or, or a job you did when you're, like, making ends meet. or It was never, like, a career you know, where you're going to have a 401k and you're going to make $75,000 or $100,000 a year. It was never one of those things. It was like for entry-level position people to get some some work, some summer work or whatever when the busy season came around. But it was never one of those things where it was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You know, but fuck, if you're making 40 bucks an hour. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll actually push back on that a little bit because there's there are people I know who are career wait staff at like fancy places like Del Bar or steakhouses. Right. And they make a shit ton of money. Yeah. Even if it's not a 30%. Right. That's a different story. I'm, I'm talking about going you're, to yeah, you're, Jose's. Yeah. Going to Jose's or you're going to go to the cafe down the street and you got a, a, a teenager making your latte. Right. And it's just like, like I, I'm happy to give him a couple dollar tip. Like that's fine. But it's like there's a there's a point where it's like, it's like, I'm not paying for someone to put their kid through college, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, 
I, I don't know. And maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. No, I don't. It, I don't. Just, the thirty percent seems high, it, right? It does. I have no problem tipping if I'm dining in and you are waiting on me. Mm-hmm. I have a problem tipping like if I order Papa Murphy's pizza and I'm going to go home and cook yeah. it. Yeah. Or if I get a Subway sandwich and I'm going to go home and cook it. Like, yes, you made the sandwich, but your job is to make the sandwich. Right. And if you're getting paid $12, $14 an hour to make a sandwich, right? it's like you're getting paid adequately for your skill set. Yeah. Now, coffee shops, I personally don't order drinks that require input from a barista. Mm-hmm. You just order a cup of coffee. I order a cup of coffee. And so it's like you handed me a cup that I'm going to go fill myself. Right. Or you filled the cup for me, thank you. Yeah, but you just pressed a lever. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like what skill set is involved in getting your process or getting your product from them to you. That's what you're tipping for, right? It's like a really great waiter. That's a that's a, a fantastic skill set. When you go into a restaurant and you feel like you are the only person on their list and they're taking care of you top to bottom, they're foreseeing the issues you need. You never have to worry about having an empty cup of water. Anything you need is taken care of. Like, that's a skill. Handling people, especially, like, when you're, like, in Adele's, difficult people, it's like, yeah, they're earning it. Like, that's hard fucking work. At the end of the night, they are wasted, you know? But it's like, it's like yeah, it's like, okay, so if you if you work at a takeout place and all you do is takeout, mm-hmm. you order it on the phone or you put an order in online and then you show up and they hand it out the window to you, it's like, hmm, okay. So... Are we paying for the skill set or are we paying because we're supposed to? You know? well, right. That's the dilemma. Right. Every time you want to tip right now, it's like, am I supposed to? Like Sam, my wife, it does this all the time. She texts me, saying, am I supposed to tip right now? Like at this thing or for this thing? Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know. I don't have the answer. And I'm inconsistent. I don't stand by my morals. It's really like mood set. Like, yeah, how you know am I what? feeling at that moment? There's a time where I will go get a $1.85 coffee that I'm going to fill it myself, and when the person hands me the cup, I give them an extra dollar. Yeah. Why? Because they handed me the cup. I don't know. You're to get moved. They were really nice to you. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever reason. And and then there's other times where it's like, yeah, thanks for the cup. Yep. I, I, yep. So um, Stephanie and I would go out and uh, – it was not like early on in a relationship, but there was a point where it was just like, so if I got shitty service, I didn't give as good a tip. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. It was like, in my mind, like the tip is like, how great is your service? Right. Like if you have really great service, I'm going to fucking tip the shit out of it. But if I get shitty service, I'm not going to. It's like. Yeah. And the range then was five to 20%. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's just like, <laughs> I remember there was a time when I went to a restaurant, local restaurant and the, the, uh, the weight person was just kind of a dick, mm-hmm. you know. He he was not paying attention. He looked like he just came off a bender, and and so like uh, we got our food and it was a little fucked up. And I had to take it back and get something else. And it was his fault. It wasn't like the kitchen staff fucked up. He just did the order wrong. Mm-hmm. And so then when it came time for tip, I left like I don't know, like on a thirty dollar meal, I left like. Three bucks. Yeah. So 10%. You know, she's like, that's not 20%. I go, I know it's not 20%. He didn't fucking earn 20%. She's like, you got to give 20%. It's like, why? 
See, I thought there used to be like growing up, I feel like the mentality was, or what I understood was 15% is a good tip. Right. It used to be 15% used to be a good tip. Now it's not. Now 20% is standard. Mm. It's it's like like 20%, a lot of restaurants start their their electronic tipping buttons at 20, 25, and 30. Wow. Yeah. It's like standard. I don't go to those kind of places. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I think you just might. I, I think I think the ones I've seen has been 10, 15, 20. I don't think I've ever seen 20, 30, 25, 30. Okay. Well, I guess it's just, I'm just going there's to been these ta- hoitsy-toitsy yeah. places. There's been times where, like, the receipt will say 10, 15, 20, and I will tip more than 20 because it was stellar. Mm-hmm. For, yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Or because it's convenient, like I'm paying with cash, and I just happen to have a 10 spot in my yeah. wallet instead of whatever. Yeah, I would say my standard, anywhere I go, my standard tip is 20%. It's just like, if it's good service, it's just like whatever 20% is. You know, it's like, I'll do the quick math, write it down, done. Roughly 20. Yeah. I don't spend too much time on it. No. Do you do the thing where you make it an even number? Usually. Yeah. I I, I don't know why, but I, I, it's like, if, 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 if I want to tip six bucks, and if I but if I tip six dollars and eighteen cents, it makes the end end number even. I'll do six eighteen. Oh, <clears throat> that it depends totally on if I'm paying with cash or credit card. If I'm paying with a credit card, then I usually just. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. It depends on how much change it is. If it's like seventy eight cents, I'm like, eh, yeah, because then it's closer closer to the dollar amount. Right. But if it's eighteen cents, then I'll like round down. I guess. Yeah, but is uh, is it always land on an even number with the tip? No, sometimes I'll just I'll just put like an even tip number, which will then still make the total uneven. Uneven, but that's with the, that's with the credit card. With cash, obviously, you always I just yeah you give an even number of cash. Just I'm not gonna give you change. Flinging that shit out yeah. there. So I always with the credit card, I always end it on an even number. So I'll my tip will be six dollars and some odd change mm-hmm. to make it even at the end of the night, and and like. I don't ever think about it when I do it, but saying it right now, it's like, so that means like they got to take, out, they 17 take out 17 cents and change. So, so if you're a server right now or you're a tipping tipped person right now, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't want, I'm not trying to make it difficult. But you know what? At the end of the day, 17 cents is 17 cents. And if you have 40 people who do 17 cents, you just made yourself an extra 10, 12 bucks. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, assuming most of them are paying with a credit card, you're not going to take your tips out. I'm assuming right away. No, I, you wait till the of, end of the night. Well, a lot of people their tips come in their in their paycheck. Okay, restaurants are doing that now, which fucked because they're taking taxes out of it. Sure, but, I mean legally. Well, if it if it's coming out of your paycheck, then 17 cents is just another 17 cents. Right, you don't have yeah. to worry about it. If it's you can take your cash out at the end of the night, I would think that you shouldn't ever take more than you know 99 cents in change out. So it's just going to be a cumulative of whatever. Right. So. I would think 17 cents, hey, it's 17 more cents, and if another person gives me another 28 cents and something, yeah, I'm getting closer to a dollar, which is going to round out at the end of the night anyways. Mm-hmm. Do you leave the change on the table when you're paying with cash? No. No? What do you mean? Like like if if you get change, like uh, say you get change, it's like you you got a $25 mill and you give them 40 bucks, so they give you 15 bucks back, but it's actually $14.72. Um. Do you leave that 72 cents on the table with the tip? Oh, uh, 
I have before. My mindset has sometimes shifted on it. But I usually try and when I, if we know I know we're going out to eat and I know I'm going to pay with cash, I try to have a variety enough bills that I can just say keep it. Oh, and you I think ahead. And I don't have to like yeah. get change back with a 50. Yeah. That's when I think ahead. Um, and then there's times you know, where I'll pay with a credit card, but I'll still want to pay with a cash tip. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just leave the money on the table with a cash tip. But when I do that, I always write under the tip line on the credit card cash. I never put zero. Oh, so then, so then you don't feel like a dick. Exactly. <laughs> because I don't want my receipt being the one on Facebook saying, look at this jackass with a hundred dollar bill with a zero tip. Oh, I never thought about that, but I've seen a lot of those. And I wonder if people do that, like just to fucking shame, but somebody, even if they got a tip. Yeah. Just so they could have a story to it tell. Says zero. Yeah. Yeah. So I always write cash. Interesting. That's smart. I never thought about that. Cause I never write cash. I just like, if I leave a cash tip, I just, I'll just sign it. But well, I, and I rarely do that though. Like I rarely leave a cash tip if I'm paying with a card. Yeah, I I don't do it often. When it comes to like work stuff though, like typically we do cash tips even if the club is if it's a club cuz the club's paying for the meal but not right, the tip. Right. Yeah, the tip is like your personal donation to however yeah. well the service is. Yeah, so did. like if if we have like an employee training or something like that and the mm-hmm. delivery we ordered pizza. Right. Like the club may have paid for the the pizza, but I will pay for the driver. To... So it, then when you sign that piece of paper, you write cash? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, that's um, it's tricky. Like, in, in a case like that, it's like technically we're order, only ordering pizza because of the club. Right. But I, I don't want to – the club finances with food like that are always like it's – a, it's just areas that I don't want to dabble in as far as like – what's ethical and not ethical. So I just try and eat it. Right. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, I guess, I guess the question could get posed to an accountant yeah. to say, Hey, do we deduct the tip or not? Because if we do, then let the club pay for the tip. But if we don't, then it's like them, then it's just like easier just to give yeah. them cash, you know, to, or to write it off. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't know, I don't know how the accounting works on it. So I just try and make it simple. Gotcha. Yeah. So like if I'm paying with cash, I don't ever pre-plan. Like, I don't think about like, wonder how much it's going to cost so I can have enough ones and fives and tens or whatever mm-hmm. in my pocket. I was just like, whatever, whatever money comes back and I'll get, I'll leave the, I'll make it 20% in bills and then whatever changes on the table. And I know it's kind of like, a, I don't, I don't know if they see it as a dick move, but it's just like, I, if I don't want to deal with the change, do they want to deal with the change? You know, but it's like, at the, I guess at the end of the night, like when I was working a job, when I was getting tips, fucking give me anything you want. Yeah. Dude. Right. Like, cause money's money. You know, I could, I'll, I'll put a Ziploc bag full of change and take it to the bank on the weekend. I don't care. Fucking just cash, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I, I, I do feel like for some reason, I feel like there's a stigma where it's just like, it's a dick move to leave a pile of change. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't know what the mindset is from a, someone who's in the wait staff setting. We should ask someone. We should have someone on, on, on our podcast. It's like, what's it like being the life of a wait staff? Should find that guy who works at fucking Jose's who's like, yeah, don't tip me. You're yeah, take out. That dude's a stud. He seems like he's on the same he's wavelength. Legit, yeah. Well, it's honesty. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's honesty. And it's like it takes a lot too because it's like, um, like if someone wants to give you money, and it's just like a lot of people are like, Well, you're gonna give it to me. Fucking I guess I'll take it, you know. But yeah, maybe he had a, like a personal thing, like a, he's fighting back against this pandemic expectation. Mm-hmm. Because I think for a while there, and it might still be the case, like, it's expected. Like, 
anything that has quote service on it no i'm expecting a tip well because they're frontline <laughs> workers they're putting their lives on the line and, and initially they were because we didn't know what the fuck was going on mm-hmm. they were the ones that were like seeing all the fucking people they were dealing with people being assholes about masks and being scared and all like those fucking people that were dealing with that shit that's like psychological warfare out there like if you really think about it like the whole fucking world's going nuts we don't know there's this fucking airborne weird disease and all of a sudden it's like everybody's talking about people dropping like flies on ventilators and fucking hospitals overflowing in this chaos and it's like and I'm supposed to fucking go and serve people food. Yeah. You know, or I'm supposed to stand in the checkout line with a bunch of people that are like binge buying fucking toilet paper and fighting in the aisles and shit. And it's like, and I'm getting paid $8 an hour to deal with this shit. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, them motherfuckers earned it back then. They really did. It's different now. It is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, so they were the heroes. Because they were out there doing it when a lot of people were sitting at home fucking teleworking or whatever, you know. But it's like, shit's calmed down a little bit. You know, we know, we have a little better idea what's going on. You know, less people are dying. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there was definitely a time when it's like fucking takeout, 30% tip. Boom. Yep. Thank you. Fucking A, man. Appreciate you. You know, it's like, and because they like restaurants weren't making much money. Right. You know, and it's like. We go to BBC, it's like, well, we're going four times this week, you yeah. know, because it's just like, I got that, that, oh, shit, sorry about that, yeah, good. little buzzy buzzy, got that PPP money, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, like, there's a couple, there's times where, like, even if it's takeout and I go in there and it's just, like, dead, like mm-hmm. BBC or uh, Peking, I like some Chinese sometimes, mm-hmm. like, and I have a relationship Peking, for instance, there's only like four people who fucking work there. Mm-hmm. And you know the gal who owns the place, and she's standing right there every time. She's always yeah. so friendly. Yeah, super nice. Yeah. And BBC, I know some of the wait staff, and it's oh, like, yeah. yeah, there's no one fucking in here. It's like, yeah, tip on takeout. Mm-hmm. Fine. But that fucking pizza that I got to go home and cook, I don't know. Yeah. I Takeout. So ordering takeout to me is, is like this... I, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of takeout. Like, there's maybe a couple specific kinds of takeout where it's like pizza or something. But even that, it's like when like when I order BBC takeout, I just feel like like why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah, it's like I could just sit down at a table at BBC yep. and and like because I always feel like part of the reason I'm paying this much money for the meal is because I don't have to do shit, mm-hmm. you know? It's like I get to come in and sit down, and they bring me my food, and I eat it, and they wash the fucking dishes, and they pick up all the mess, and I get to go home. And it's hot and fresh right when they make it. It comes to me. You know, it's like by the time I do takeout, you walk over there. Mm-hmm. It's been sitting on the counter for 8, 10 minutes because, you know, whatever the time frame of cooking was off. It's like so you had to pick it up. You deal with that. You walk home. It's in a styrofoam container. You're eating it with a plastic fucking fork or whatever. It's not the same. I agree 100%. And our shift happened when we had kids. Because our kids are too little right now to be able to, like, sit respectfully, eat, and make it worth it. So so you do more takeout now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because of the kids. Yep. And that, that's, that's legit. That makes sense. And it's, and it's yeah. It's like they don't want to go to a restaurant or they're not going to eat. 
the Chinese, so we have to get takeout Chinese for Sam and I, and then the boys are mm-hmm. going to eat, you know, fucking whatever they want to eat. So do you have, like, a local babysitter, or do you just have your folks? Mm-hmm. Just our folks. So I was, like, if, if, if it was a financial decision for, like, eating at a restaurant versus takeout, where it's like, okay, so let's say you're ordering takeout, and you get an extra however many amount of food for your kids. It's like, and your kids are like, French fries are great, burgers are great, but mm-hmm. it's like you could do that at home pretty easy for them, like with a lot less money. Um, would it be more financially beneficial and experientially beneficial, like if every once in a while you just got a babysitter for an hour and went and ate at a restaurant and then came home, and then the kids hung out with the babysitter at home for an hour or hour and a half or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, we do that to a, a level of, like, we plan, like, date nights. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we, we went we, to... We've had the date night discussion. Yeah, so, like, we we have a babysitter, and then Sam and I will go, like, we went to Tumbled Rock mm-hmm. the other week. Yeah. And we sat down, and we had a date, and we actually ate and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, on a, on a random, like, Friday night, Sam calls because she just picked the boys up. She's running late. No one knows what to do for dinner. And we're like, yeah, this kind of sounds good. I want this. Right, right. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll order it. I'll go pick it up. I'll see you at home. Yeah. And that, I get it. It's a convenience thing, and it makes sense. And it was just like, that was my, that was kind of where my question was going, was just along tur- the lines of, like, the convenience of. It's a convenience, but and we're trying to be convenient without ordering fast food. Right, right. This fast food is junk. Not that we don't get Culver's all the fucking time. But, like, Culver's is odd because the boys will sit at Culver's and we can eat at Culver's, no problem. Yeah. As a family. But, like, I can't sit at BBC with the boys and eat as a family. Why is that? I don't know. It's just a weird vibe. We try, We did the diner once. Uh-huh. We did Broadway. They were okay for that. Yeah. But I think Wesley was small enough. Like, we could sit him down, I think. Yeah. But it's always, like, a fine line. Like, you don't want to go to, like, a nice place to right. sit with them. Yeah. <laughs> so you kind of do got to do something that's a little more free flow, family mm-hmm. friendly. Yeah. I remember one of the, like... My buddy Mike owns the, the uh, embers and the Dells. Yeah, and there was this night when uh, um, we wanted to take out the take the kids out to dinner, and and Mike was like, "Oh, I bring them out to the restaurant." And it's like it's a nice restaurant, and it's people are there, and they're spending a lot of money on their food, and <laughs> we fucking got in there. Kids are like crawling under the table and fucking throwing throwing shit at each other and stuff, and it's like fuck this. Yeah, like no, you are not ready for this. Like. I, I can't order a $40 meal, $50 meal, and have my kid tying his brother's shoelaces together under the fucking table. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I'm not doing that. And right know? now, like, Wesley, my youngest, is just into random fucking screaming. Whoa. Nice. Just top of the lungs, and then he looks around like, that was fun. <laughs> like, dude, chill. Who's reacting to that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, going to the grocery stores. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> He just like in the middle of the grocery store. Yeah, just ah! <laughs> what are you doing, dude? When I see kids doing that, though, it makes me so happy. It just makes me happy because it's just like kids that age are so free. They're so like they're they're like everything is like fucking new and amazing and like screaming at the top of their lungs like whoa it's so fucking cool that i can do this why isn't everybody doing this all the time and it's just like the world hasn't fucked him up yet. Has oh, like, he's getting fucked up. What do you mean? <laughs> La- not last night. Two nights ago, 
Lincoln was laying on the floor on his back, and I forgot what he was doing. Wesley came up and fucking, like, just fucking pile drive stomped his stomach. Just like, what? Kaboom. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, dude? So Sam's yelling at him. Wesley's starting to cry because he's getting yelled at, and he's scared that we're freaking out. Lincoln's on the ground crying because he just got stomped by his brother. Well, that, that proves that he's not fucked up. He's like, I wonder what will happen if I smash my foot into my brother's stomach. This is going to be amazing. It's like, seriously, what the fuck? Where'd you learn to do that? Well, it's the thing. It's not learned. He's just figuring life, man. It's just like you touch, you touch shit. Is that, is that, it's like, oh, that's fucking hot. Don't touch that. It's like, oh, I stomp him in the stomach. I don't figure it out. I'm not supposed to do that. It's like a target. Yeah. yeah. Boom. It's like, it's like, oh, that's kind of soft and squishy. I wonder what happened if I kick it. You know? Like, yeah, man. That's. I'm telling you, it's like, there's, there's like, uh, obviously there's like the way we have to live and perform in society to be, you know, a community member. It's like, but there's like, there's just a, a, a reckless abandon to still being curious about everything that's possibly new that I think is just so awesome. We were at this concert last night and, uh, um, there was this, uh, couple there and they had twin girls and then two boys and, uh. Fucking girls are laughing and screaming, giggling and stuff, and the, this boy is just fucking running up and down the center aisle, you know. And he's like, they're playing music and he's dancing and spinning and going crazy. And they're like, shh, quiet, ja, ja, ja. take it easy. We take him downstairs. And it's just like, fucking, what they're doing is what they're supposed to be doing, you know. It's like I understand it can be a little disruptive for people that are trying to pay attention to a very specific thing, but it's like, to me, that kind of like pure. Um, mindset pure intention of exactly what you're doing is you're just you're just soaking up every ounce of whatever experience you're having at that moment like i think that is just as fucking cool as what's happening on stage making beautiful music mm. because it's like well, i appreciate that mindset i'm going to say that you are an extreme minority <laughs> as observers go oh uh, well I, I maybe i am i just i just think it's the fucking coolest it's like it, the world beats it out of us soon enough. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it makes us feel bad when we don't give enough of this. It makes us feel bad when we say the wrong thing or we look at somebody the wrong way. Like all of a sudden, it's like there's this responsibility to everybody else's feelings that we have all day, every day. And it's like, it's like back then, it's just like my, my kid sister, when she was little, <laughs> we're walking through the grocery store. And she walks up to this lady who's obviously pregnant to anybody else's eye other than a little kid. And she walks up and she goes, why are you so fat? And this lady's, and, and my mom's like, honey, she's pregnant. And she goes, oh, my daddy's pregnant too. <laughs> and it was just like, it was pure. The lady didn't get offended. Yeah. Because it's just like this little kid, you know? And it's just like, obviously, we're not going to walk up to people in the store and say, why are you so fat? But it's like there's just a level of like pure of pureness of intention and curiosity about everything that I think is just like awesome. So anyway, yeah, fucking gut stomp on your little brother, whatever you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. Or is it bigger brother? Big brother. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's even more legit. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's setting him setting the pace. <laughs> this is what's up. This is what's up. They're di they're two di they're two opposites. <clears throat> one sensitive and shy, mm -hmm. and one will. Wave and say hey to anyone and beat the shit out of anything. Yeah. And they're going to be best friends. 
I think so. Yeah. They're getting there. That's so. that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. All right, brother. Well, hey. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate you coming this week. It's yeah. been two weeks. I know. I know. May's going to be a little spotty, I think. Is it? Well, we got the. Well, we're going to do it on the weekend when we're out. Well, we'll do it that weekend, but I'm gone the first week in Chicago. And I'm gone the last week in Milwaukee. For Memorial Day. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll hit May up a couple times, but. Well, maybe we can. We can. Uh, do a little side hustle podcast one of these days too. We haven't like we haven't done a whiskey night yet. You know, so if we yeah. can pull that off like on a Thursday or Friday night, maybe we can try to set something up like that. Yeah. I know a guy who might be interested in doing that with us. Just maybe he might have some time to do it. Is he the guy? He's <laughs> the guy. The one, the only. I don't even need to say his name. Yeah. Yeah. Have we even said his name other than when the no. button? Oh. Don't ruin it. I don't think we should. I think we got to leave his. Leave my name out your fucking mouth. <laughs> keep my name out your fucking mouth. That's right. Just keep his name out of fucking mouth. I like it. All right. Peace. All right. Much Peace love. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye.